What's happening, weirdos? I, I've been uh, excited about this episode for a very, very long time. It's Mitch Hurwitz. Uh, perhaps you know Mitch. Perhaps you know Mitch from a little little TV ditty called Arrested Development, which he wrote, which he created. He's one of the funniest people. I say this to him when we start. I go, he's one of the funniest people alive. I'm so happy I know him. And I'm so happy we finally got to sit down in person. Uh, and I think you can tell we have a lot of fun. It really is like a, a, a great back and forth conversation, just two friends hanging out. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad we recorded it. It's, it's really great. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Only a couple things to plug, literally a couple things. Uh, May 8th of, uh, of this month. May 8th of this month. Great. It's April. May 8th, which is next month, <laughs> I am doing a live You Made It Weird here in Los Angeles. If you can make that, it's part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival. Uh, hope to see you there. It's a seven o'clock show, which I love, on Mother's Day, which I love. Both Val and I will be there and very, very special guests. Also, May 20th is my next stand-up date uh, in Largo, in Largo, at Largo, Los Angeles. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to Pete Holmes Living at Largo on May 20th. The last show was incredible. Thank you to everybody that came out. Dimitri Martin was there. The one before that, we had uh, Mulaney. Before that, we had Amy Schumer. It's always, always, always the highlight of my month. And it means so much when weirdos come out to that. And hope, or hope to see you at uh, May 8th. One, one or the other, or both, if you're nasty. If you nasty. Also, please watch How We Roll. This uh, this Thursday, meaning tomorrow, uh, there's going to be two episodes back-to-back of How We Roll uh, on CBS at 9.30. Or you can watch, that'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, six episodes uh, on Paramount+. Plus. So it means so much. Your support means so much. We're really hoping for a second season. So please, please, please tune in. Uh, And if you like this show, perhaps you'd like to try a Pete's Pick. I'm so excited. We have a new Pete's Pick for this episode, which is our friends at Blue Microphones. Do you love podcasts? I wrote this myself. Do you love podcasts? Sure you do. Maybe you've been thinking about starting your own podcast. Or maybe you want to record an album, like a musical record. Or do voiceover for that cartoon series you've been wanting to upload to the YouTube.com? Sure, great. But how do you make sure they sound amazing, like in-studio quality amazing, without paying huge in-studio costs? Don't worry. Blue Microphones, our friends, not only now a sponsor, but a supplier of our microphones, has you covered. For years years on this podcast, we've recorded many, many episodes on Blue's most famous mic, the Blue Yeti. So many podcasts I guest on, uh, and this podcast, which I record, use the Blue Yeti, which is a USB mic that you can literally just plug straight into your computer and start podcasting, voiceovering, music, whatever you need. Makes it really easy to sound great, even if you're new to recording. That's completely true. You don't need to know anything. It literally is plug and play. Plus, it's the only USB mic I found that has different settings. There's a knob on the back of the microphone, and you set it if, if you're alone, or if you're sitting across from another person, or if you want omnidirectional when you want to record every sound in the room. So cool, and no other mic that I've found uh, has that feature. So that is super, super cool. Blue makes these USB mics, but they also make super high-end studio mics that have been used on lots of big albums. Blue's been around for more than 20 years, and today they are part of the Logitech for Creators. And currently, we are using a new 
as of yet unreleased XLR mic for podcasters that co- that comes out later this year. That is why I sound so incredible right now, and we'll tell you more about them after it's public. But why wait? Get started now. Go to bluemic.com. That's B-L-U-E-M-I-C.com. And use code WEIRD at checkout for a special deal on any blue microphone. And when it comes out, the new as of yet unreleased XLR that I'm using right now, or the Blue Yeti, which we used on so many other episodes. Whatever you got, Blue's got you covered. Go to bluemic.com, use code WEIRD for your special deal, and show your support of the show. Secondly, you guys hear me, literally, it comes up in episodes all the time. I am obsessed, obsessed with Magic Mind, which is the world's first productivity drink. It's a tiny little guy. It's a little drink. I literally drink it in one gulp, and real talk, after this episode, I gave a little case of Magic Mind to Mitch, because I said, if you want to sit down and get into the flow, especially when you're writing, especially when you're doing creative work, especially when you're just trying to focus on the task at hand, I have found nothing better to dial you into that zone than Magic Mind. And it's wonderful because it's completely natural. This is not, it's not like chugging some anonymous energy drink that you get at a rest stop. It is a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics that make you uh, focus and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. In fact, it's the adaptogens that I want to talk about because if you take Magic Mind with your morning coffee or with your tea or whatever else you have that has caffeine in it, the adaptogens in Magic Mind will ease that caffeine into you. It smooths out the edges. When I have caffeine, I often clench my teeth, my fists close up. I'm not good with it. Adaptogens are the things that are found in nature that help us round out those edges, fight off stress, and give you a much cleaner, sustainable uh, feeling from that caffeine. It's created to be taken daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. And you get about 30% more stuff done on average. That means five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink for creators, entrepreneurs, freelancers. Athletes have Gatorade. Now creators have Creatorade. I drink one 15, 30 minutes before recording an episode of this podcast, and I find myself able to recall, able to access my mind, my memory, my vocabulary, my thoughts. It's incredible, and it helps me drink less coffee. In fact, I don't even drink coffee anymore. I have tea in the morning with my magic mind. I have absolutely no brain fog. I have way, 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 way less procrastination, fatigue, and it can even ward off some ADD symptoms, helping you get into that flow state. After three to seven days of continuous use, it gets even easier. The more you use it, the more it works. So with a money-back guarantee, any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked if it doesn't meet your expectations. What have you got to lose? I even have a special offer for weirdos for the from the guys at Magic Mind. All you need to do is go to www. I like to say that sometimes, dot magicmind.co slash weird, and you will get 20% off. That's a limited time offer, 20% off your first order with promo code weird. And I swear I've turned so many friends onto it. If you try it, you're going to want to try it again. So use that promo code, get a subscription, show your support of the show, go to magicmind.co slash weird and get 20% off your first order and try the world's first productivity drink. I absolutely love it. Val absolutely loves it. 
And thank you to our friends at Blue Microphone for making even that ad sound good. That is generous. Uh, all right, everybody. That's it. Watch how we roll Thursday night. Please, 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 please. Hope to see you May 8th in Los Angeles for the Netflix is a joke live You Made It Weird podcast or May 20th doing stand-up at Largo, Largo-LA.com. In the meantime, enjoy my chat with the wonderful Arrested Development uh, genius, I'm going to say genius, Mitch Hurwitz. Get into it. Mitch. Oh, this is Katie, our producer. Hi. I love you. Please sit. We're recording because I like these NPR moments. You know, yeah, yeah. there's ruffling papers and there's exactly the, it's there. You can tell they're Boy, away. these wrens really come out early in the morning, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> we're walking through the Evergreens Park, as we're just and it's underneath. It, yeah, so you're narrating, but I also Crushing hear your voice going like, yeah. So you come out um, yeah, every morning, really and this beautiful. is this is where you well, want to be. Well, I, I thought about your intro. Ready? Yeah. Funniest man in America. Oh, come on. Sherwitz. Get into get into South America. <laughs> That's my claim to You're fame. You're the biggest cocaine producer in yeah, South I'm, America. I'm, I'm one of the. I didn't yeah. know. I don't know if you know. I'm that. the big. Well, they call me the boy cocaine king, and I. They, yeah, yeah, Younger. Yeah. Like their notion of me is still like I'm in my twenties. What if that's why you got into hard drugs? Is you were like, I just want the nickname the boy, boy. king. Yeah. And you're like, I just got oh. obsessed with like bleaching my teeth and somebody. Because those things matter, right? You get a good nickname. Yeah. Like, there's some horrible Columbia. Like, I, I watched I can't cocaine. Go to all, I can't be with all these cartel guys looking like this. Look at my hair. <laughs> I look like I'm 40. <laughs> you got to live up to the cocaine kid. Remember that scene? Do you remember that scene in Take the Money and Run when um, Woody Allen is complaining about going to a robbery with a brown shirt and he's just kind of whining? But where's my blue shirt? I and, haven't seen Take the Money oh, and Run. Oh, it's really funny. But I'm picturing images from catch me if you can yeah. but i put woody allen in it this was a pre, in a brown shirt pre you know he hadn't done anything wrong yet yeah i think it's okay to watch this one yep 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 and um and you know just just a great observation about like you know i'm not gonna go to a robbery in a brown shirt Oop. you know you've got everyone's gonna be wearing blue this is these are the types of details that that delight and tickle folks like us yeah i in the movie mistaken for strangers have you seen that uh, mistaken for strangers is my favorite film i think I, Shut it, up. Nobody ever talks about Mistaken for Strangers. It's your favorite? I think. One it's of my them? favorite documentary. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When he says, when you guys are the band, when you're on stage, do you have your wallets with you? <laughs> that's, know, that's do that's bank great. robbers think that's about great. their outfit? And yeah. you know they do. If you have yeah. an interview, I'll say I know I would. Yeah. I have certain shirts that I like to wear yeah, that are I just, just kind of like. look like, I'm, so, I'm not menacing in this thing at all. And can you imagine? Um, well, yes, you can't wear. What? Uh, how did, that's funny that it came up. I mean, the, yeah. it is almost like a scripted film. It's so brilliant. Well, I love. Uh, I, I'm friends with Matt and Corinne, you and are. a little bit with with uh, with his brother as well. So, so, say. so this is about this is a documentary about the band The National. Yes, that's right. And that's being made by the brother of yes. the guy. Who's that's right. Name, you just Tom. mentioned probably Tom. Tom. Okay, and Tom. Tom is wonderful and. It's not, I'm not uh, blowing holes in it. I'm always aware that Corinne I was gonna is say. a master storyteller. And I think they, they did what they, they should do. They indicate that in the film. I mean, they if do. You, if you watch it closely, That's right. you kind of realize, oh, Corinne yes. made this film. Corinne made this film. Because it's it's just too impossibly self-aware for the guy to have made. But It's not, and that's not a shot at Tom. It's no. absolutely right. Yeah. It's impossibly self-aware. Yeah. And Corinne 
in my opinion, knew that the punchline to the film has to be the title card directed by Tom Berninger. Like yes. that's that's the best because right, the whole right, thing exactly. is like, is he going to get it together? Right. Is he going to make a movie? She sees something. She cares about him, obviously, and she sees that there's this growth, that's this this thematic emergence that's happening to this guy. Yep. Um, I can't recommend this enough. It is a documentary. It is made by. It is ostensibly made by the younger brother, and it's it's a you know unreliable narrator. Yep. Which I normally don't like. Really? I hate unreliable narrators. Yeah. In, like um, Inherent Vice. Yeah. Or uh, even, it, it's not a narrator, but um, whenever the narr- whenever the protagonist is stoned, I don't find it funny at all. Uh, yeah, well, like right, um, sure. yeah. Pineapple Express, where okay. they're just like, like I lift the yeah, map. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, it's like a dream sober sequence. up. It's like, I can't tell yes. what I'm supposed to, yeah. And maybe if you're stoned, but then when I'm stoned and I'm watching idiots, like people being stupid stoned, then I'm like, I'm stupid. Like, I've done this to myself. Like, I don't find it funny. Maybe that's the joke. I'm stupid. Oh, I get it. I get what they're saying. It's really just, well, that's funny that you say that because Val and I were driving around Los Angeles, California. With an unreliable GPS. You should do like an unreliable narrator app. GPS. That just like. Well, aren't we all unreliable narrators? One of the best movies of all time, in my opinion, IMO, uh, Memento. Oh yes, yeah. Because we is great. Nolan, I just watched this great YouTube video about how Nolan is always saying in all of his movies, and they made a very compelling case for this, that reality is unknowable, that you only know reality through your filters. Sure. Which I know sounds like super basic. Like you hear that and you're kind of like, yeah. But it is hard for our brains to understand really what that means. Because you're seeing even that idea, you're seeing it through your filters and you're like, that fits uh, as long as I'm the king. Yeah. If I'm number one and it's my filters. there's, There's all this stimulus happening right now that I'm tuning out. My brain knows to tune this out. And that's what our daughters, your daughters, you got to watch them grow up. They didn't tune out. Yeah. My daughter doesn't tune out, right? I mean, that's the the wonder, the wonderment of being a child is they don't yet know. Right. This isn't important. These boxes aren't important. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and I think that's what why we're I just also start putting my mouth on everything, <laughs> like a child. <laughs> yeah, like a child. I'm gonna put this. Just this will be my... what it's like. What is this cardboard? Can I just? <laughs> oh, oh. My daughter started. We call it sliming because we had to name it. Yeah, because it happens so often. So you can say stop <laughs> sliming. Right. Me. That's a good. I can't believe that hasn't been yeah, yeah. trademarked. She. That's we're, we're, it's patent patent pending. She she'll get a little spit in her mouth and then she'll kiss you with the spit. Yeah, and she thinks this is. <laughs> I actually don't think she thinks it's funny. I think she really likes fucking like messing with us. <laughs> but it's so adorable. It's, if you don't have children, this must just sound repulsive. It must yeah. sound like being vomited on or something. But it's not <laughs> like to have like a, that little wet. Oh, oh my god! Jesus Christ! That was so my first observation. Just, was yeah. and no one understands what I mean when I say this. But you uh, you you raised two daughters. How yep. old are they now? Yeah, twenty and twenty one. You've done it. Yeah. Amazing. We'll get well, to they that. they did a lot of it. <laughs> I, you know, a lot you were of there it. for some of it. Yeah, a lot of it I was, I was really a spectator. <laughs> you were there it's to I'm kind of like saying like, hey, I, I did, you made it weird. You know, that I, is I've, really I've done, funny. I've done it. I've listened to it. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm touched. I didn't <laughs> yeah, I've, know. I've you, were, you were observing. Yeah. That's very sweet. I love that attitude. Uh, what was I saying? You raised yeah, them. You yeah, did it. Yeah. But when they're little, oh, this is what no one understands. When my daughter would throw up on me. Yeah. Sure, it's gross, but it's as gross as if you throw up on yourself. Uh, Absolutely. Because when you throw up on yourself, it is gross, but it's not nearly as gross as if someone else threw up on you. No, and because you're kind of like it's me. It was. It's just now. It's it's on the outside of me, but it was on the inside of me. It makes it less gross. I mean, like your own poo poo. We should test it. I mean, do you? Yeah, I could probably vomit. (laughs) 
on you. I don't know if you can. I Did mean, you, I can summon. You have it. your comedy pouch of Epicac. <laughs> no, I just can get there. <laughs> I really. Here's a question. Yeah. Easy. Could you vomit faster or cry faster? Oh, that's really a that's a great question. And what are you gonna think? Don't tell me. What am I gonna think that's gonna make me? What cry? are you gonna think about that's gonna make you puke? Actually. Oh, um, crying. Th- <laughs> My emotion. <laughs> the emotional. The notion of emotion. <laughs> You know, the corollary of that thing with, like, it doesn't bother you, there are little fluids and things, is that you really don't deserve the credit. I, you know, I mean, I've in my life gotten credit for, oh, he's a good father. What a caring father. And it's sure. like, yeah, when you have a child, it's kind of like saying, boy, he really loves that foot of his, doesn't he? You know what? Say okay. what you want about Pete. I, but I'm telling you, he twisted his ankle, and the way he worried about this, you and he would rub it. I watched him rub it. Done it. You've done it. Okay, have you seen the movie Francis Ha? No, no, I haven't Noah seen Francis Bum- Ha. Bumbek. Noah Bumbek. There's a great moment where it's just vignettes. And when when people say movies are just vignettes, like yeah. Licorice Pizza, yeah. I'm like, it's actually really impressive that you made vignettes feel like a movie. Sure, yeah. And Francis yeah, Ha yeah, yeah. is vignettes in that way. And there's okay, one scene, and I always think about it because there's like 75 people in it. It's like a dinner party scene. And this is the only thing you see. And I'm like, they set up for this? Like, were they just having a dinner like, party and they you shot? Do, you do do that math. I'm like, okay, th- there's something else Once this you, must mean. They because cut, Yeah. Or they cut out a lot of stuff from this dinner party yeah, or they made right. it look like another location or yeah, something. As yeah. a producer, you're just kind of like, yeah. it doesn't make financial sense yeah. to get all these people at this party Sometimes for one it's line. it's discouraging when you're tired of characters talking and then you see them step onto a porch and you go, oh, they're going to have to talk there for a while. Yep. <laughs> you know, yes. we're, not, we're still in that. Yeah. When I was a young man, I, I read an interview with Matt Damon, who was like, I modeled my career after him because I, I'm from that part of town and he was in movies. And, and then I remember him saying, once you make movies, you can't watch movies the same way. Oh, that's funny. And I, it is true. And it's things yeah. like that. You're like, well, yeah. this is a pretty good location. They're going to have to yeah. have a big scene but, here. So wait, Francis Ha. What but then when they don't, like in Francis Ha. Yeah. So she says, she's kind of making the argument that when you love your children, you're really just loving yourself. I can't exactly say how she's saying it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it is you. She's like, it's yeah. you. It's she's you. like, it's you. And it, like, why it's do you, you get credit for lo- making the same point yeah. that you're making? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's it's not that, you know, it's good to care about your foot and your body. And, yeah. and you know, you would be very a strange person if you didn't. And, yeah. um, but it it's love. I mean, it's, it's, it's love of these people. And, you know, it's, it's nice that, to take bows for it, but... It's, but it, it's natural. You have no choice. Well, my friend Rob says it's like your heart comes out of your body and starts running around. Yeah. And I, I guess, I don't know why, I'm sure it's just not that large of a number, but there probably are people that struggle bonding to their kids. But with my daughter, it was very, like it sounds like with you, it was like loving my yeah. own foot. So when she spits on me, but then they do these studies where they have people... Uh, science, you know, when science gets kind of kinky, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're kind of freaky. Yeah, some graduate student had an idea for a study, and it involves, you know, the other graduate student <laughs> lifting her top, you well, know, that's and the... seeing if my di- people's dilate. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, not Kinsey, but the other sex study people. They were just like, let's just start boning, but as yeah, long as yeah, you yeah. have diodes on you, yeah, right. like the, these right. people are 69ing on a table, right. <laughs> like it's yeah. still, uh, yeah. it still seems pleasant for them um but they do studies where they're like uh let spit this is kind of gross some people are going to be really grossed out by yeah. this so you might want to skip forward if you don't like spit talk yeah which i think is so strange so just go ahead and jump forward jump forward me on these.com weird so, yeah forward slash 
Go forward. <laughs> okay. And now, and why don't, maybe we'll just jump forward too. Okay, yeah, and we're done. And just go, oh my God, that people, <laughs> what? Oh, I'm so, you, people are so lucky they did not have to hear that. Now, what is- We just deleted it yeah, from reality. Yeah, we deleted it. I, I don't find it gross at all. They're like, let spit accumulate in your mouth for 30 seconds and then swallow it. And, and you're like, okay. And yeah. then they're like, now spit in this cup. And they're like, okay. And then they're like, drink it. And uh, no yeah, one yeah, drinks yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like really interesting. And some, you know, some, some mental PhD, block. you know, was built on that. But, um, but yeah, no, it is. There's a lot of stuff. Somebody like that. got a PhD. There's a lot of stuff that we don't, cup folk. we don't want to think about what's going on inside the body. Zero percent. I know. We're so wet and dark. Yeah. It's so dark. You I see know. a colonoscopy. And it's gross, but that's lit. Yeah, there was a cinematographer. I know it's been dark. In there. That's a really good point. It's also dark, it's which so also makes it gross. Dark. Dark. <laughs> um, well, let's, go let's, ahead. Tell me when do you? How do you? Um, when do we start? When do we start? Is it, so you, we've started. We've started, we've of course. Yes, started. because I mean, great stuff. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, when do we start? When do we? <laughs> well, let's start with this. You are the funniest. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. You at all. are so not funny. No, no, no. I look. We've had a few hangs. We've had a, we had a, a meeting a long time ago. I went to your office, right? Which was that when I, I was at Netflix? Was, yeah, I think it was to talk about Arrested on Netflix. I'm not sure. My recollection is I wanted the conference table moved, and you were on the lot. <laughs> it's funny that you remember that as a meeting. That's so that's charming. <laughs> So good. Um, so No, I, I, I've been meeting. a fan. I've, yeah, I, I guess it was, a, it was a meeting of two men holding well, a heavy table. Here is the punchline, though. Every time we hang out, including this, I'm just like, you're just the funniest person. Oh, in the world. you're too kind. And I love it. You are the funniest person. I, I'm such Ed, a fan of yours. No, and edit the only out. reason Let's we were, no, the only reason we were, I mean, yeah, this could really gross you out. So jump ahead. <laughs> uh, the spirit. only reason we were hanging out is because I was such a fan. And I was trying to, I think it was right before you did your talk show. And I was trying to. The background. Oh, there it is. That, oh, there it is. <laughs> it was funny. It was, when I walked into the house, I was like, why is it not the talk show? You know show when set? there's a massive set piece? Like, do you have the banana stand in? No, I, I wish something. I did. There's I wish always... I bought the um, stair car. I probably could have bought it for $500, you know? And it's like the Batmobile. Where is it? Uh, it's uh, some studio rental place or something. And It's probably just parked, Yeah, right? It's, it's next parked. to the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. It, 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 People. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also, uh, nice. to my this point, is so this cool. is okay, but like... I think Kumail on um, Silicon Valley, there was some huge painting yeah, of yeah. him. And he bought, he, I don't know if he bought or just asked for it. And then it's always like, what am I going to do? Well, I have to say now for the listener, it's the backdrop is, is really obscured by the couch. And it's a big you, couch. you have a, a notable absence of celebrations of your work, even in this yeah. office space here. And this is where it would be. Yeah. I don't do, I, I don't, I don't consciously not do that. But I certainly don't do it. Yeah, it's very, it's a it sort of bums me out. Thing it bums me out. Too. It doesn't bum you out. Yeah, oh, totally. It bums me out when totally. people have their like. Yeah, press I mean, clippings. even when I had offices, I couldn't put up posters of the show. <laughs> okay, shows. then we're the same. I, I just felt I was tiptoeing because I didn't want to. Yeah, but if I go to somebody's house and they have like you know some drawing of yeah. them framed, it it, it just kind of. Yeah, I don't. I want to get rid of this. Stuff. I think I've the one thing I have up is a picture of me with George Burns, and just because it was, I was working on the Golden Girls, and or it was the Golden Girls spinoff, and he was on it, and I went the over women? to uh, the gold. It was called um, the Golden the, the Bronze Women. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, the, Golden the Golden Runoff, <laughs> the uh, the Golden Palace. No, really? Yeah, it really was like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it was really a, the idea was it was a good idea. Um, okay, we've got the Golden Girls. B. Arthur left. 
what if they have no money, right? They're really down on their luck. They buy a $60 million hotel on the boardwalk in Miami, and now they have to work there. They have to clean it themselves. They've got to make the meals. And, yeah. you know, of course, yeah, yeah. the viewer's like, what? I'm sorry, what did they buy? <laughs> they bought a, a beachfront hotel? It just made no sense. And um, Don Cheadle was in it. No. Yeah, so it was that we replaced B. Arthur with Don Cheadle, and and, uh, and I did one of those Cheech apps Marin. that's like, who do you look like? And it said, you look like Don Cheadle and B. Arthur. So oh, I that's a really, uh, you would have same been database. so perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Um, he was great. There's but, a Hotel Rwanda joke to be made here. But yes, that's right. Hotel Rwanda. They buy a Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even comfortable and, saying and, that. But they have to clean the rooms themselves. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to, what was my point talking about the Golden Girls spinoff? You were the funniest. Let's rewind. No, God, no. And George Burns. Oh, George Burns. So we went over to George Burns. Katie, you're doing the hosting games. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Katie, furiously typing, trying to find a through line to this conversation. Yeah, but two idiots. Uh, Well, no, I'm the idiot. You're the guest. I'm supposed to remember. No, no, two idiots. Katie. Okay, two idiots is good. Two Um, idiots is good. Oh, I thought, I thought you two were the two idiots. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, 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 I completely misunderstood. Jeopardy question. They said, imbecile moron idiot uh jerk and they were like which is the worst oh interesting there's an answer well because they were ranks they were like ways to describe mental illness probably imbecile i think it uh maybe imbecile wasn't on because i remember the answer was idiot what's uh if the question was funniest to yell it's clearly imbecile (laughs) (laughs) you know imbecile Imbecile. has got to be we've got to get that back into yeah you know one of my faves. I'm, I'm, I'm really going all over the place. We're going to get back to George Burns. Uh, they're doing the, for some reason, I think they shot alts, alts when they were doing Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon again. Yeah. And they had Casey Affleck say, keep antagonizing me, watch what happens. The line is, keep fucking with me, watch what happens. Antagonizing makes the movie. Oh, it's so much yeah. funnier. You go, yeah. keep antagonizing me, watch what <laughs> happens. Right. Antagonizing, right. it's so great in the Boston accent. <laughs> you know, keep fucking disaffiliating me. <laughs> and, and I'm going to, you know, you're going to have a real... Uh, wow, thesaurus hurts. You're going to have a circumstance I on your hands. that. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, good. So Burns. I would have thought Burns. they would keep, re, you know, reshooting... Goodwill Hunting because of something that you know Robin did you know like oh yeah that's great hey Robin when you're consoling uh, Matt Damon maybe let's do it without the preacher voice let's that do is, one it's not your fault <laughs> let's do it. it's not your fault girlfriend yeah do one without the Gilligan reference let's try one <laughs> oh, the, the shortest story in the world is that I visited so we went over to George Burns' office. And um, my friend Jim Vallely, I don't know if you know Jim, but a brilliantly funny guy, and he was with me, and, and uh, an older guy, and kind of more worldly at that time, still probably. And um, George Burns offered me a cigar, and I said, oh, I don't smoke. And Jimmy just hit me and said, take the cigar. And I said, I'll take the cigar. <laughs> but I mean, just the, yes. the impulse to, to, to try to impress, perhaps, George Burns with, oh, don't touch the stuff. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to take it because you- I didn't want to take his eye. Oh, I don't smoke. It, was it because you don't smoke or because you didn't want like, to... I, think, you I think it was just because I don't smoke and I was just too naive to realize George Burns is giving you a cigar that has a little GB on it. Yeah. And, you Take know, cigar. Oh, I don't smoke I have of all this, the luck. This is kind of weird. <laughs> I was thinking about it today because when we, Katie, when we did Seth Rogen on this podcast years and years and years ago, he immediately, very Rogen, sparked up, I'm going to say sparked up, yeah, joint yeah, 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 after, yeah, yeah. The, after the meeting. And he just handed it to me 
And it was the only time in my life anyone's ever done that. Like, clear, of course, you want some weed at 11 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I said, oh, no, I have to I have to drive home. I still, to this day, <laughs> wish I had smoked it and taken an Uber. Right. Because, like, it was that was my George Burns. Uh, that's our George no, Burns. That's oh, that's your experience. I would have made the same mistake with him. I do. I, 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 yeah. I'd do it again. <laughs> I also don't. I don't smoke pot. Uh, you, as not, you can tell by the fact I use the word pot, not weed. No, I think people say pot. Do they say pot? We looked at Katie. Weed? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a complicated... Yeah. You know what it is? I, I call it grass. <laughs> Ass, grass, or gas. Yeah. Nobody rides for free. <laughs> that is one of the worst... Like the yeah. 60s sounded was, so great, but worst. ask, grass, or gas, nobody rides so for nasty. free. It was nasty. was like, even if it was ass, grass, or gas, I also allow some free rides. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been. And it's like okay, it, he has he has these interests, you know. Um, Can I tell you something filthy? <laughs> yeah, I'm driving on Hillhurst. I'm behind a jeep. This is what it says on the back of this jeep in like stickers. Like like he made his own. He made stickers. it. Yeah, it said. Some. I'm so sorry. Like I'm uh, pre-apologizing. It's but yeah. this is it was broad daylight. Yeah, Children this, are reading it. It yeah. said smoke pot. Okay. That's not so bad. Eat twat. Uh-huh, right. Okay. So. Eat, <laughs> Eat twat. I know. What does a child make of this? It's awful. Right? It's awful. And it, they don't yeah. even know. They no. can't. They don't even have the, the benefit of thinking maybe it's TWA, uh, yeah, the, right. the airline. <laughs> yeah. And then he's a Christian. It's just a T. Right. Exactly. That's an interesting development joke that, that I had a bit at the time. Uh, Michael Sarah, um, George Michael, has a... A necklace. Oh, maybe doesn't know what the cross is, and she thinks yes. it's a lowercase t. Yes, right. And I had a joke at the time in my act that I stopped doing, which was, "Do you think vampires are afraid of lowercase t's?" Uh-huh. So you stopped very... doing that because of the the little. I might have given it a rest. I oh, mean, everybody wow. was wow. everybody yeah, yeah. I knew would have been yeah. would have assumed maybe. But that was also during like the big vampire rights thing, and that was <laughs> things were changing. You know that you could get canceled, Mitchell. No fooling. I did Corden yesterday. I was talking about my dad's huge fonted phone. The font on his phone is so huge. And I riffed. All you can see is a T. And I got a laugh, so I got greedy. And I went, his, his phone would ward off a vampire. Oh, that's good. And, that, so it it's still in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I nice, still do it. Nice. But uh, eat twat. Uh, third one. Any guests? Just uh, okay. Fun. Oh. Smoke pot, eat twat. Uh, don't t- get the shot. Maybe it's an anti-vax thing. <gasps> <laughs> What's the the, the triumvirate of, of intolerance? No, like the only way to beat eat twat in terms of like it's like it's yeah, because now that's the point. It's like these are these are really afterthoughts, even though I'm putting them first. Obviously, smoke pot. You know, you're going to eat some twat. Do not get the shot. That's what we've been building. He for. hooks you with, he hooks you with that twat. stuff. You're and like, okay. It's like, okay, well, we Don't think that we th- we're, in a, we're in the same track here. I've right? talked about this on stage, and there are some people, I'm saying it, my attitude is this is disgusting, and I can see that some people think it's funny and good and appropriate. Uh, what's the third one? Smile a lot. Kind <laughs> of buys it back. Kind of like, <laughs> like, well, I, like some of his thoughts are sound. I mean, you know, like that's... That's if it said smoke pot, smile a lot. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. If it said smoke pot, yeah. have sex. Smoke uh, pot, I, you know, be concerned with someone else's pleasure during yes, the act of lovemaking. Yes. Kind of linget. Kind of linget. Did you kind of linget? Kind of linget. Kind of linget. <laughs> Ticket or click it. 
Ticket or click it. <laughs> and Cunnilingus. And, uh, Ticket, click it, or Cunnilingus. Yeah, and no Jews allowed. <laughs> like, that one wasn't as pithy. But it's the Peanuts. But it, no Jews allowed. Do you know that from no, Peanuts? It's uh, <laughs> no a, dogs allowed. But I'm glad there's audio of me singing no Jews allowed, so people can paste that wherever they'd like. Uh, but it was a yes and. Uh, that's, a, that's a horrible The people versus yes and. What's that? That's a horrible bumper sticker. It that's, was horrible. There's no... And I tried to marry it to a joke. I was on the PCH. This is just true. I'll tell you the true version. I was on the PCH, and there was a van in front of me. And I, I, I think the, I did it once, and it worked really well, and it's never worked again. And I think the first time I might have said, sometimes you disappoint yourself. Like, you, you, you're just not the good person you think you are. And this van so good. starts veering. It's true, right? Yeah. It starts veering off, and there's no guardrail, and it's kind of towards a crevasse. Uh, there there might have been a guardrail, but it was yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And I'm with Val, and I just went, without thinking about it, I just went, Let him die? Bye. Oh, no, you did not. I said, bye. Because <laughs> it was, like, funny. Like, he was just going. <laughs> he was just going kind of fast towards. Oh, I'd just like to play Doom. that out. Just have you bye. at the funeral with just that going through your head, just feeling horrible. Could have Everyone going, if there was only some way someone could have warned him and just <laughs> cut to you with your head hung low and just hearing. <laughs> Bye in I, your head. I went Chandler, full Chandler. Yeah. I went, hello. <laughs> but uh he was fine. Obviously. Okay, yeah. It would have been crazy if, if he was. No, he okay. was fine. I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, those things are so reinforced. And mm-hmm. what did he do? Just a couple of tumbles and <laughs> <laughs> he did a few rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's remember, to happen. When did we stop worrying about SUVs rolling? Do you remember uh, that? Yeah. That was like a huge thing, right? Yeah, well, I, I and cell phone radiation. Uh, Both of those just went away. Well, apparently cell phone radiation, the radiation is the same signal is too big to get into your brain that's what i heard that really yeah and i'm sure there's a, a less scientific way to say it i heard the but same that's thing about the Coco most Maloka. scientific way you could say it when people said that about covid they were like the size of the holes in a mask the microscopic holes in a mask are big enough to let in covid like one covid molecule or whatever right but at that time but they was, don't go in at one at a time well we it's thought like, it was droplet based or droplets yeah yes but then i remember larry brilliant who's a whatever he's he's an expert he's a epididymologist i guess is the word he was like it's like two football players trying to go through a door at the same time like in a snickers commercial yeah like they can't do it because it doesn't travel one particle at a time they, they i don't travel know if clusters. he sounds like a, as great an epidemiologist as you make him out to i be. like the way you said it correctly um <laughs> epidemiologist I, I i was i went back and forth each what like, do i say it <laughs> well thanks that smile. was a big you know what man <laughs> kind of <ling it. laughs> click it or kind of ling it. and also it kind of ruins people who smile for you because now when you see somebody with a big smile, smile you go oh this guy's probably been engaged in oral sex and he's high as a kite why why is he smiling i had a thought and i'm not going to say it but i they, they they've said like throughout history that gaps in your teeth looked sexually provocative uh, interesting and i'm like why and it does it have anything to do with this bumper sticker and i'm, I'm done <laughs> I i'm in the bathroom <laughs> i'm in the bathroom and you're hey, alone do you when you talk about you you say like oh i do something on stage or i tried something do you how much of your act is is developed ahead of time do you develop it do you just well, do you find it in pieces on stage as you it is but that's a okay and then I'm going to get all and you've about probably, But you've probably answered these kind of questions before. No, but I'm just, I, I always am curious about it. With, Here's the problem. Here, I'm going to be an old man comedian for a minute. And then I want to hear what it makes you think about in, in your field, writing, okay. acting, creating. Um, because a lot of first, second year comedians want to jump to what Bill Burr, myself, 
do, yeah. which is like, I know if I see Smoke Pot eat twat smile a lot, yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can just go up. And as I'm saying eat twat and yeah. staying present with my feelings, yep. embarrassment, shame, yeah, yeah. watching them kind of like it. Right, which you can probably do sometimes when you're you're really accessing that that was your legitimate, you know, you're not faking it. Yes, you're that, not faking it. That really was your little chuckle as you were speaking. And, and then you're remembering, out. like, be present with your feelings and share them. That's that's a big thing. So when I'm saying eat, even when I say eat what to you now, I'm like embarrassed. Right, so right. share that. And right. they like that. Okay, they like seeing somebody at odds with themselves. Yes. And the, the disgust. And then and then I went into And you a could whole... conceivably forget that and go on and do that joke. Yes. And forget the thing that made it work was Precisely. your own discomfort. Which is why you should record it. You have to record it. And then yeah. when you're doing this, especially you're doing an impression of the time you did it the first time. Interesting. But yeah. then- for sure, which is why there's an argument to be made to film sooner than later. My friend Mike Birbiglia will tour a show 500 times before he tapes it. Yeah. I'm like, I'll tour it sometimes 15 times before I tape it because I just, I'll have done the jokes hundreds of times, but as an hour, sometimes Well, I like Shanling's thing was that, he, you know, also you start believing your own process and that's that's probably a trap too. Because, Agreed. You know, but Shanling's thing was, I just remember him talk about it in interviews that he would not commit to a wording yeah. So he would he would sort of commit to he he'd memorize you know the bits he'd memorize the the intention of the thing. That's it. What you just said. Yeah. It's the, it's it's. I've said this a million times on this podcast. It's not about the words. It is for the first ten years. Yeah. Right. And then later. So what I was about to old man McGee is say like a lot of younger comedians want to jump to like I saw a smoke potty twat smile a lot. I think in the beginning you really should write some good jokes. Yeah. Right. And perform them. And then later, twenty years in. You can just go up. And when I did it, I did this whole thing about like no one who calls it eating twat is any good at it. And like no one's like, it's <laughs> like the word, like it's yeah. insane. And yeah. It'll never be as good as it was the first time, honestly. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's how, I, what does that make? Tell me a little bit about your well, process. I know what, I, I just wait. I, I, what, I, I can, I can, <laughs> I can. Um, um, what is my process? My process is different all the time. For I feel like I don't have a process. T- tippy typey? Yeah. Ticky typey? Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I, Sometimes I fall into the trap of thinking I have to know what I'm going to write before I know what I'm going to write. And that's kind of this recursive hole that, you know, I'm going to write this afternoon. Maybe I can get up early and figure out what I'm going to write this afternoon. And and it, 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 it kind of affects your style. You know, I think with Arrested Development, for instance, I would just, there was so much outlining. And you came in. You were yeah. in there for. I really yeah. wanted. I started to say. I really wanted you on the show. I really wanted. And, uh, I on tried the staff, everything of course, and, I could and to on do the it. camera as well. But and it was because of the Pete Holmes. It show. was the Pete Holmes. I mean, it, started, anything less than Conan's giving you your own talk show, I would have been there. <laughs> well, it, it always seemed like a long shot because you you have other interests and other I other things you're doing for a living. But it just seemed somebody, like it would be to my benefit to have get, like a ringer. You're you know, a silly Billy, and I love it. Uh, no, somebody, really, a, a writer friend of mine, Kenya Barris, who's gone on to great success. Yes. He was like, that's that's a, you're set for the rest of your life. If you write on Arrested Development, it's just like a golden ticket you show everybody. Really? Like, wow. He said that. He was like, you're wow. proven. You yeah. wrote for the best. Because it is, I mean, we've watched the, the whole series, I'm going to say five or six times. Oh, my God. The whole time. The whole way. So that, uh, keep, yeah. keep on, I'm going to plant this into your brain, into your answer. Okay. When you're, what you think you can plan, but you can't. You yeah. can't re- exactly outlining. Well, like so, my outlining was was, and it, I think it drove like the staff crazy because I would say like, okay, it, I think some of it was work avoidance, you know. So it's like, okay, now we're gonna write the script. Wait, we've got a camera in this thing. 
we don't have much for Tobias. Is there something funny we can do? Like it's Tobias's camera. What else is on the camera? Can the that balls. thing that camera? Yeah, the balls yes. in that instance. Yeah. Oh, that's what, and so they find these little things. things. I can't believe they got away with. That I know because it is a photograph of testicles. I'm not I saying know. it actually was, but it looks like testicles. I remember the prop guy coming up to me and saying, "Hey, you know that? You know that photo? You know?" And I said, "I don't want to hear it." Like I, I just knew it was like a prop guy sense of humor kind of thing, or this yeah. particular prop guy. Yeah. That he took a photo of his own, of his own balls. Yeah, and and I just didn't want to know. I just yeah. was like, oh, no plausible denial. Yeah, that's the yeah. right choice. Yeah. So that's interesting. But you wanted. But so I would like labor over that, and then towards particularly later in the season, then the writing process was very quick. The scripts would be written in one or two days because they were outlined. Because they were so thoroughly outlined, and then with you jokes, just dragging. Th- yeah. Like thick outlines. Yeah. That is one of my. People say to me, I'm saying this to you as a writer to see what it makes you think of. They're like, how fast can you get it back? I'm like, if it's outlined. I know, it's a to- uh, totally different. It's a pleasure. Yeah. That's the fun writing. It's like, here we go. Yeah, and you do find a lot and everything. And then the, inversely, how soon can you get it back? It's like, I don't know what it is yet. That's right. I, that always drove me crazy. And like, you know. Yeah, you have when, to. It's like, when's the next draft coming in? It's like, these are not. This is not you can't. It's not thirty seconds of joke. It's yeah. it's, it's got to make sense. It's, uh, you That's know, right. Yeah, I don't want to get too up our butts because I love writing. I love talking about writing. But I'm yeah. going to give us permission to go up our butts and say there's a there's an alchemy to it. There's a spell quality to it, or I, I would say there's gazing into a crystal ball or hoping that it it uh, your muse or or, or yeah. the, the material starts interacting with you. Does yeah, that make sense? I think that that makes sense. Um, you know. You kind of hate to admit that because it means that you have to get lucky, but you do kind of have to get lucky. You're, you know, yeah. you would come up with a different thing on a different day. Um, Brilliant. It's, you know, it's, I when I read scripts that I wrote a long time ago, I know what I was going through. Yeah, like based on the types of jokes I'm making, even the things. Sorry, Mitch. I'm just so excited to talk. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I didn't interrupt. But if you watch a movie, if you watch a doc, if you watch Mistaken for Strangers, yes. Then you write a script the next day. It's in there. It's in there. I know. The music you're know. listening to It's is a in drag there. because you feel like, God, I, you know, we're not as original. We're not as in control of our thoughts as we no, think we we're are. Tofu. You know, you know there are all those, all those tests in social science where they influence people. Well, there's that famous social science test where they, they take these graduate students, let's see if I can do this correctly, and they give them each... Uh, half of them something to read, half of them something else to read. So the thing that you're reading is going to be, you know, it's it's got all these positive terms in it, like thank you and happiness and travel and uh, yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. And then you're given something that's really negative. And then what they do is they say, okay, take this down the hall and give it to the administrator. Yes. But the whole test is that there are two the people standing. You're the first guest that's, that's quoted this you, test you know before this? me. Yeah. Yes, keep going. Yeah, have you talked about it on this show? I'm, I'm not positive that it's yeah. the same result, but keep yeah, going. Yeah, well, so then there's, there's two two people standing in front of the door. And the test is, will the people that read the positive, affirmative, polite text, you know, which is just a paragraph, will they behave differently, primed as they are, than the people who read this negative yes, pushy test? Yes. And, you know, you can, there's all these rules about how you can experiment on people. So they had to get permission. All right, how long could we have somebody wait at the door before it's abusing a human being. So they said, okay, three minutes. You can wait for three minutes. Anyway, the people that read the positive comments just waited as these two people had a conversation, blocking their door to the administrator's office, never interrupted. And it went the full three minutes. Almost all of them went the full three minutes of just waiting. 
Wow. Waiting to then say, excuse me, I need to turn this in. And of course, the people that read the, 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 you the, know, negative, the, one the negative one just blasted out? through there. Excuse me. This is why when you're rude at Target, you're actually, the ripple effect of that is, we is unthinkable. We absolutely affect each other. It's yeah. hard to imagine that that's true, but it... Well, that wasn't the study I thought of, but I, because you have the setup, there's two other ones. One where they have words of, about speed, Okay. Where it's like quick, fast, rapid, all that sort of stuff, and slow, lethargic, and and then the the, the speed at which they walk through the hallway is different. Oh, the wow. people that read fast words walk fast. The people wow. that read slow words walk slow. Here's an even funner one. Yeah, um, they're on a an elevator going to the study. This is what I love about those rascal uh, scientists. I uh, know they're it's rascals. The study, it's they're always rascals. the the elevator to the study. Is yeah, the study. right. Yeah. On the study, someone hands them a cup of coffee to hold while they tie their shoe. That's the study. Yeah. Mitch, get this, man. Talk about priming. The people that were handed a hot cup of coffee, warm. Yeah. Acted more warmly. Wow. The people that were handed a cold cup of coffee acted more co- coolly. Wow. And 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 they have the data to show that. it's insane Amazing. to show that. Can I turn by the way, can I turn down my electric blanket here? I don't even know why you've got this. <laughs> You're such a wonderful host, but let me I'm so sweating. You are fun. This is a study. I just want to see if you become more. Oh, this is part of the study. Are you kidding me? I'm sweating in this thing. So what? Yeah, that that writing process is is it's 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 a bit mysterious, and it's and but you also, uh, you know, in spite of what I'm saying, I think the key to being healthier about it is to just be curious about what it is you have to say at any moment and not to try to wait for the muse to hit and to, you know, not try. I mean, like, that creeps into perfectionism, you know? And to just say, okay, you know, what's Pete Holmes' version of a murder mystery? You know, there's a version of that where you feel like, okay, I better do a lot of Agatha Christie reading and I better watch a lot of these things. But also there's a version of it where it's like, no, that's what's What would you do? What would you do? Buddy, you're really... And yours would be good. Crisping up my creamer right now. I love it. <laughs> I love this quote. I think you'll enjoy it. Paul Thomas Anderson, I heard from reliable sources that when he made Punch Drunk Love, he just was making a romantic comedy. He wasn't trying to make like a subversive, different romantic comedy. Interesting. He was like, I'm going to make a romantic comedy. Yeah, that's And so that's funny. how it comes out. That's amazing. And these are those green lights. To me, writing, and I'd love to hear your comment on this. I'm not just saying it for my own sake. Writing has a lot to do with green lighting how you're feeling in the moment and that like Val just wrote a movie script. green lighting meaning just like meaning not acknowledging it being okay with it meaning like oh, I'm worthy I'm or, worthy to say what does he say what right. does Tobias say and that's I'm hard write an arrest development spec what does Tobias say well I, I can't how, say like, how, just fuck, what does he say yeah just like be yeah. okay yeah you can change it but like I get like when I would be on draft writing on a, a staff I would write it really fast because I have uh, my mother loved me a lot, so I have yeah, this like yeah, yeah, yeah. overabundance of like. Well, you feel this is good. you have a healthy relationship to your ego. You feel that what you have to say has value. Yes, that's a lot true. of people don't. I I often don't. I mean, I'll disappear from public life, you know, because I well, just feel like, oh, who needs to hear? Let me ask to. you this, yeah. because you and I were banging emails back and forth, and I was what I would call up. Yeah, and I was really loving email and Mitch. We yeah, write yeah, funny. Yeah, I, yeah that was. I fun. don't think we labor over them, but we love no, being yeah, funny. Yeah, well, it's just like a per- permission to be a little silly. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going to understand whatever you say. Yeah, 
and you're going to understand whatever I said. Meaning if it's dark or weird or strange, yeah. it's okay. And then we both fell off. And during my time of falling off, trying to schedule this podcast, I went into my other place. And that's not to say, I, I hope I'm yeah, not saying this proudly. It's not as low as my high is high, but it's just not... It's not the guy that wants to write a script and be like, I know what Tobias says. It's more like a, what, what am I doing? Like, it's, yeah, it's no, I, I definitely, heavy. I definitely share that. I was wondering if you, had I, that I definitely note. do. And, um, and I, I think it timed out exactly because neither of us contacted each other. And I thought, I was like, yeah. I think we synced uh, up. I know, I, I thought so too. Yes, I thought so you thought the same because, thing? Well, because, I was like, because I think I'm going to give this a Because there was two. a buying back of it that you did not require of me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm so sorry I've disappeared. Like, and it was not, you know, we were in, it didn't have to so fall all over ourselves. Back but, I didn't require, yeah. But, you know, I, I think some of that is like, you have fallow periods and you have, fallow, you know, and, and you have productive periods well but I just, also yes. there's a uh, there's a self-consciousness that sometimes creeps in i don't know it's hard to explain it oh there I, are times when i've stared at the blinking cursor not yeah, literally because I, yeah. I i just won't go to my computer yeah right right of course it's like i only want it's all it, it feeds into my addictive tendencies I, i've heard a quote that um euphoria is the only acceptable feeling to an addict and I, genius is the only acceptable feeling right. for me to be working. Right, <laughs> right. And that's a really, and that's not, I, I totally understand that. And, that, and it? it's, it's not realistic and it's not what good stuff comes from. Yeah. It, it really is mostly work and it really is. And sometimes I'll be writing and I'll, I'll feel like, this is not what I thought writing would feel like. I thought it would feel. I thought it would feel more like inspiration and everything, yeah. but it's not. It's, it's sometimes it's mathematical. Yes. It's okay. Now this has to happen, or you know, I guess I better set this up. Okay, I'm going to go cram a line in there to set up this guy's Whoa. worldview so that now it can pay off. But it's not That's just coming so out organically. Funny. You know, it's it's. I mean, it, all of these things are manipulations. It's like like what you were saying about being on stage. You're you're manipulating an audience into thinking that you're really chocolate you know now you're really doing it but but that, that 10 year gap where you're doing, where you're memorizing yeah. your act yeah you know you're you want to create it's all it sounds selfish but it's all for the good of the audience it's all to give them Pleasure. entertainment yes. and, and make them laugh yes but it's it's just not completely organic i mean that's why i think the fact that you're doing this podcast thing and you're so prolific with it is really interesting and really brave like you just put yourself out there oh thanks it, it feels really good yeah as opposed to the bonsai tree trimming of making yeah. a stand-up act and, yeah. and all of this because i know what you mean with writing you, you you have this great joke and you're like i'm gonna go 13 pages back yes and it's a control oh it totally is dream it yeah it, it totally is i mean it, it's like one way to think of it is like really slow motion improv and you can actually yeah. go back and change the thing the, the person yelled well, at you you know I'm, I'm sure you've heard it a million but like arrested development just is a perfectly written show oh, <laughs> it, just, it just is and, crazy. and what you're it saying didn't feel like it at the time you know the, i think some of it is that it died young I, I really do think some of it is like nobody ever goes back and well, says Kurt james Cobain. dean Kurt Cobain. yeah you know that yeah. Kurt Cobain side b <laughs> little whiny we think about it like with Kurt Cobain. had he survived would he be you know yeah. putting out yeah you know i know what would he be doing he'd be doing a podcast Right, like I think about John Lennon. Podcast. What would John Lennon be doing? Like you know, and and uh, joining us is uh, rights activist John Lennon on yes. MSNBC. And 
I'm not trying to shots fire with John Lennon, but he was, part of his charm was that he was very close to crossing the line into like a egomaniac or maybe not an egomaniac, but like grandiose. But he's like this uh, crazy honesty about it, which is what separated him and kept him from, I remember seeing- He wasn't Kanye. No, he he was no Kanye. (laughs) No, I mean, when it comes to, Kanye will get way, 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 way blown out. Yeah, no, he, he somehow, there was a humility- just in the fact that he pushed himself to be honest. Like I saw an interview recently, some YouTube poll, and um, and he was talking, it was after uh, McCartney's first album came out, after they broke up. And he said, you know, I think it's shit, you know. And, and, he did? Yeah, and, and, they, and, he said, and he said, and I'm worried. And the, the interviewer said, why are you worried? He said, because I know his next one's going to be great. And then the interviewer said, why are you worried about that? Which is a really good question if you're yes, not an artist to understand, you know. Question. And he said, he thought about it and he said, Does I want to be the only talented one? That's very good. You know, it's like an honest, that's like, very that's good. a tough thing to say. And he's admitting that he's at the top of his game. Everyone thinks he's incredibly talented. Yeah. And he just exposes his. We say this on the pod all the time. It's a New Yorker cartoon. It's dogs in business suits. And they're saying, It's Leo Cullum drew it, yeah. wrote it. He said, It's not enough for dogs to succeed. Uh, cats must also fail. <laughs> That's and fantastic. I love There Will Be Blood. It's, it's my favorite movie, and it's because it helps me um, reconcile my shadow. And it, it's what John Lennon is saying. Yeah, certainly that's not who you're talking to now. Tell I'm talking me that about it's there my, it's will my be shadow. blood part of that. Uh, I want no one else. To, I have a competition in me. I want no one else I to think, succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, only yeah. he yeah. wants to be the only special right. one. He wants everything. I. I, I see. The truth is that that I think that's a motive to people until they have a little success. Like it, it sort of feels that way maybe when you're down and out or when you're not productive. And the truth is you can be very happy without owning the universe. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, 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 it's more of a statement of a life condition when things aren't going well, I think. Because he's on the way up. Yeah, like I, when I'm not working, I feel like I should be having a movie and a, doing a play and writing a book. And, and the truth is, when I'm working, I, I can be very satisfied with that, that creative task in front of me. I know what you're saying. And, and finessing that and honing that. It's interesting what we think we want or what we think we need and what we actually need. Yeah. And I was very shocked. I just did the, I'm doing this multicam, hopefully here. I know. You know, I almost, I almost did it. You almost I, did it? I was it? talking to um, Hollister. Mitch! Is that his name? Yes, David. David. Yeah, David. David yeah, um, and w- it just didn't work out timing wise. But it was before. It was no early on. He was way. like he, w- he and his friend we were like we've got this thing, and it's about the this bowler. And no way. I know, and I was very tempted to. And then when I saw you were cast, I was like, oh, of course, I should have done it. I that yeah. yeah, that rubs that rubs because you're so wonderful. But what I was shocked, not, not shocked, delightfully surprised, was exactly what you're saying. Yeah, here I was thinking. Um, you want to do the coolest? Yeah. The coolest thing. How is this like crashing? How is it right? Yeah. You 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 want to be the hippest? Yeah. Like I want Tom Hanks uh, to think what I'm doing is redefining entertainment, right. and then you're like, wait, I I like this this comedy. I'm making a comedy, and it's and it's a family comedy, and I, and and I like working, and I like applying my creativity to this challenge in front of me. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So it wasn't what I thought I wanted, right. Necessarily, right. I just hadn't thought of it. Right. And then when I started doing it, I was like, I said to Val, I was like, I just want a place where I can let out my my need. Yeah. Uh, you could call it a compulsion. That sounds negative, but it's like it's like a summer camp where you get to go 
be funny, make wow. jokes, yeah, and 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 be done, and come home and be a, a dad. Oh, it's great, and and it'll it's it's you interact with an audience. I mean, I assume yeah. you've got some bowling stuff, so there's probably a lot of pre-taping. I'm guessing. Well, there's bowling, but it's always I'm just bowling it to a stage guy. Yeah. You're, oh, I, <laughs> like he just I'm catches just up. killing an audience. I'm member. killing an audience guy. Um, but um, few jobs. But I would think that even as you get, you know, the great thing about television is it. it it really ends up following the stars, you know, like you start off like, okay, here's the script. How do I conform to the script? How do I bring what I do and put it in this world? But it'll very quickly start being, Shifting. hey, let's do what Pete does. That's, you and, know? and, you, and I watch them doing that. Yeah. Even episode four, they're, yeah, they're really, starting to figure out who you are. Let me bring it back, back to you. I wanted to talk a little bit about when you're in front of the page and you're writing an episode of Arrested Development as really outlined. Yeah. There have to be, I, I find these moments where you step out. I wrote something recently. Oh, I, I'm trying to think of what the, what the exact example was. It doesn't matter, but it was outlined very thoroughly by somebody important. Like it was a, a producer who I really admire. Oh, interesting, right. And let's say it, there was this thing, it, it was like, and he dies at the end. And as I was writing it, the script was like, he doesn't die. Oh, like, you know those moments? Yes, of course. It told you. Of course, yeah. And I turned it in without even saying, hey, I changed it. Yeah. Because I knew he would know the 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 spell of it. Like, it started that's to happen. Right. Would you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Well, no, I just think that that's, it's like a conversation. Like, you can think, this is how I want a conversation to go. Mm. And even today, like, I made a choice to, I mean, it's total unknown. What you know? What are we going to talk about? And I sort of made a choice not to give it any thought. I love it because I, I just felt well, it'll be kind of inauthentic if I'm trying to turn it back to. It's the toilet on the the interview on the toilet. Yeah, where you're talking to Barbara Walters on the toilet. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, which is a line from uh, it's a Jim Belushi movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, no, well, now it does matter <laughs> because now it says something about. No, um, wait, is it Truman Show? It might be. It's like we all think we're special. We've all talked to Barbara Walters sitting on our toilet. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, you didn't do that. You yeah. wanted to stay. Yeah, and that I think a lot of good things have. Yeah, that flavor. I mean, them. the closest I've ever come is talking to Barbara Walters while she was on my toilet, <laughs> and just ended like everything okay in there, Ms. Walters. You know what I mean? And it wasn't. It didn't reveal anything about me. Um, except it was taking a while. You know. Um, yeah, I think you have to stay open to, you know, what's right for the characters or what. Uh, it's different in every case. I mean, that's the other weird thing about our jobs. You don't, and for people who want to get into a creative field, and I imagine a lot of people listen to this and they're thinking about how are they going to write that's their screenplays yeah, and yeah, sure. how are they going to do it. And, um, you know, you never quite know how to do your job. And so you you hmm. just kind of <laughs> have to stay curious to your own experience and somehow resist your own expectations of something wow. and and you know because that stuff is is they're all just negative voices it's in the way it's in the way i love that resist your expectation is that what you said resist yeah your, because or, or 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 your or your the expectations you feel are being put on you i mean i remember writing my first golden girls and um trying to think of how to tell the story that it doesn't have a heroic ending <laughs> please it sounds like uh, this is a safe oh, he space. thought of talking about this in the car believe uh, me 
<laughs> oh, the story where it turns out he was a good writer. No. Yeah, I that was this. on the freeway. Yeah, I love um, that. <laughs> but, but I was so worried about writing this Golden Girls, and I labored over it. It was the first one they let me do. And um, I turned it in up and apologized and just said, I failed. I'm sorry. I will write another one. Please don't fire me. Um, and they said, well, no, we like it. Oh, well, it's not very good. We had a table read. It was like this record laugh spread. Wow. I remember the executive producer afterwards saying, you know, oh my God, I, lo I lost weight w w laughing yeah, at this one. Crazy. In the middle of that, by the way, I I'd wanted it so badly, you know, I'm so nervous. I just wanted, I'd been a runner, so I wanted to get out of the runner room. And then I started getting lightheaded in the middle of the, the table reading. And I thought, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. If people are just enjoying the script that just feels like it's light and it's funny and the writer passes out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, his head just hits the table. Like, <laughs> uh, but I got it together. But they were you so happy with it. Out. I almost passed out. I, I, I believe just, it. Uh, yeah. And, um, and I, I, afterwards, I mean, I remember telling myself like, okay, you can't let the highs be this high and you can't let the lows be this low. Mm. Like it was a conscious thing. Like, y you know, but of course, afterwards, like, oh, Mitch, you're going to write all our scripts from now on. And I remember thinking, oh, shit, what have I done? What have I done? How, do I, how did I do it? I didn't think this was good. How am I going to do it? What, what am I going to write something purposely bad? I don't, you know, I just, and it was all kind of expectation based, you know, and it was wow. all, it, it took a while to get past that. Why was it good? Like, I, you didn't think it was good. Did you, you must have gotten out of your own way somehow. Like, it slipped through. I often through. don't think, I'm not, I'm not really that happy with a lot of You people. don't hand it in white hot. I just, I'm, I think I'm, I have such um, either low self-esteem or high expectations or something that I I'm just always slightly dissatisfied with it. I'm okay. So to talk always. from the other side of yeah. my face, there is the blinding white confidence and fun of writing, and then almost everything I've turned in. Yeah, like we're about to pitch something that I wrote, and I was like, <laughs> like I'll reread yeah. it. There are moments where I'm like. Or well, you try to good. compare it to something. You'll see something you like oh my God, on TV, and then you'll think, I'm watching Winning Time, and I'm has, like, yeah. Yeah, well, you watch Winning Time, yeah. right. And, like, and then you, yeah, my thing has three people just talking. Oh, what yeah. have I done? Yeah. There's no game. There's no winning game. Yeah. I know. It's that stuff. It's, the thing is, nobody knows what you didn't write. You know, you always have to remember <laughs> that. Like, they don't know what you're not doing. What do you mean? Like they don't know what you cut out, all the bad stuff? Well, like the last season of Arrested Development, I had such grand plans. I had huge arcs, big payoffs, um, things that tied into the world that you realize after that, oh, that was all said. Oh, they're doing East Germany or, you know, whatever the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the pun was. And, um, and in the middle of it, Jason had to leave early. Jason left we were doing 16 uh, 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 shows uh, uh, and Jason and Bateman had to leave like a week seven. Yeah. And what? so it was like, can you shoot me out? Cause he had to leave. And so, and he was supposed to leave early anyway, but not that early. So I was suddenly frantically grabbing these little pieces of Jason and things. And I just could never get back to the stories I wanted to tell. Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out, well, okay, I need shots of Jason in court reacting to several different verdicts. I don't know exactly what those verdicts are yet. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, and all right, I'm obviously not going to do Sudden Valley Turns Into East Germany because I would have to have him next to a wall, tear down this wall. Forget that. Fuck that. I, anyway, I didn't even know what, oh what are the other characters going to be wearing. Does Tobias yes. have a beard? You know, like I couldn't. So I had to abandon all these things and it was really painful for me and really traumatic. And, um, and only afterwards did I realize, 
oh, no one knows that they're that not seeing write. the East Germany Sudden yes. Valley version. Nobody knows that that uh, there was going to be, you know, Michael and Michael Bluth and his son had dated the same woman at the end of one of the seasons. <laughs> and so then I wanted I this whole thing where George Michael was going to date this other woman that he met in Mexico or met in Spain, rather. But that was going to turn out to be Marta. And so the parents, and then, and Michael's going to start dating Marty again. And then everyone was going to be like, oh, you know, this is so ridiculous. I mean, then it was going to try to like, oh, no, it's not Marta. They just thought it was Marta. Oh, like, my Because God. we changed the character a couple that's times. That's so funny. So, um, oh, yeah, that's right. But anyway, right. all of these kind of complicated plans, and they didn't happen. And, you know, people could be dissatisfied with the show, but they don't know exactly what's not there. That's so funny. And they're not going to be watching your show thinking, yeah. why isn't this winning time, even right. though that fleeted through your head. And, right. You know, well, you watch other things, and, and when I watch other people's writing, I'm just so blown away with how deliberate and thought out and planned and stylized and interesting they were. Yeah. And then when I watch, like, Licorice Pizza, yeah. you ever read a Paul Thomas Anderson script? No, I'd be interested in doing uh, it. Go ahead. I, I, he's my favorite director. Me too. And writer. Um, well, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There. Some, I mean, I mean, some of them, like Phantom Thread, for example, yeah. is really on the page, and then a lot of them are like really like uh, they were finding it, um, improvising, playing. I think he would tell you that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he would tell sure, you. Sure, because it's his creativity still. He's still, it's in his, he's still making the. the he made thing. the atmosphere. Yeah, and then whatever happens in the atmosphere. and he's making it on stage, and he's you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I found like when I did that one season of Arrested, where I was directing as well. Mm. Um, the directing became like a draft. It was like it was really the directing draft. Yeah, it really wow. became like. I mean, I changed a lot, and it yeah. was an amazing, fun experience. And you realize there are different ways to write. You know, I was just writing by moving people around. And, and well, there's something that happens. I think when you. Like when you're writing, when you're in the chair, yeah. I was saying green lights. You want to you want to get that flow going where you believe in yourself enough to get yes. the flow, yes. the typing. Right. But then when there's literally manifested in the thir in the three dimensions, you have a person who's the creator of the show. Yeah. He's directing the show, and he wrote the show. This could be a nightmare. This person could become a dictator. Yes. Right. Or they become the the hub of the wheel. They become the the still point through which all of this yes goes. Yes. Right. And everybody feeds off of your confidence. Yes, that's we don't the have goal. to go, oh, well, let's run it by Mitch. I don't know if we should change that light. And you're going, no, that's it's... Yeah, it should... It, we're outdoors absolutely now. the spirit of it. I mean, what's fun about it is getting the best of everybody, not saying, hey, move your feet over a little bit. Right. You know, like right. I'm on the set with you and I see it's you and I see that you've got this backdrop in there and I think okay let's do something right. with the backdrop let's right. do you know that's funny what's the what could i play with you what's well, your take on this and that's my pta go-to is in the master there's all this imagery that joaquin's character can't find love yeah and then there's this scene and i'm positive uh, i watch these analyses of the movies he picks up a little antique woman off of a desk and he tries to put it in his pocket and it doesn't fit and all of us film nerds are like great. well isn't that great he the woman doesn't fit yeah he right. can't get a woman yeah i am 100 percent sure i could be wrong yeah. that uh they did not paul thomas anderson did not say make sure there's a woman that doesn't fit right in his pocket. right they just did it. But chance favors the well-prepared. You know what I mean? That's like right. The, so that you get, yeah, there were a lot of things I, I planned in Arrested Development because I got into this idea of like, it'd be funny to have fast, you know, flash forwards mm. to, to, instead of callbacks, call forwards. I don't know where I got hmm. the audacity to do such a thing because the show wasn't even going to be rerun. It wasn't necessarily going to be on DVD, but I just thought it'll be funnier mm -hmm. to me 
if you realize, oh, that thing we saw four episodes again, that was... It was In the future. Yeah, all that, you know... That's very... They were, they, and trippy. we, like, a few things we hid, like that the big crime was building model homes for Saddam Hussein, who was the dictator in power at that point. Yes. And so there'd be little clues along the way when they'd look at a magazine of Saddam's palace and say, does that look like our kitchen island? <laughs> <laughs> right, just little hints. This is our exact outdoor barbecue. That is really um, good, yes. But there were a lot of things that just happened just because, you know, accidents happen and coincidences happen and people yeah. were looking for them. Yeah. Like I've gotten so much credit for... A really a pun when Buster goes into the ocean and is about to have his hand bitten off by a seal and somebody yells, Lucille, Lucille. And and he says, I don't care if my mother doesn't want me to go in the ocean or something. And he goes in and he gets bit by the, the seal. Um, so the, the homophone of Lucille, I'm often asked about that. When, did you name the character Lucille because you knew that the seal would bite off her the hand? They thought you the head. Yeah. I, I always you were say about to yes. say you didn't, Mitch. I wouldn't believe it. I yeah. thought you were going to say we didn't know we were making a pun when we said Lucille. Oh no, that's what that would have been. We, that would have been the moment know. we all went. Oh, he's an idiot. No, we didn't know. We didn't know we were making a series. <laughs> we thought it was a documentary. We were just out there at the beach. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. That. But the, stuff like that. They thought you it was just that get, thought. Yeah, out. and you just it's you get lucky. I wanted. To, I love that. God, this is going really well. We could end now. Um, but you drove seven hours to be here, so let's make it worth your time. <laughs> well, I live, you know, I live in Catalina. It's, it was a bad... <laughs> so it you was took a, a boat. It was a Yeah, a boat. I mean, we don't really call it a boat. We just call it a conveyance, because we don't want to... We don't want people to know about Catalina. And it says smoke potty twat. But I think that I think that the prices out there are going to go up. I think when people in Catalina, but for the commute, you know, the commute is a killer. But for the commute, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. But for the commute, hey, you want to come see my improv show tonight? Just like, oh Jesus, <laughs> it's on an island. All right, let me take a dram. I mean, head out to the dock around one. <laughs> let me. I want to talk about Lucille, um, who's never looked at a waiter. Yes. Yes. Reminds me. Uh, it, I love my mother so much. She reminds me of my mother in a lot of these really, really funny ways. Yeah, um, your mother. She's she's from Lithuania, right? She or is, she yeah, or wow. she one descended. Yeah, she's not she's not like rude to waiters. But my family is funny with waiters. My dad, uh, our joke is, um, please join us when my dad is talking to a waiter. It's always just like have a seat. Like he really wants. He's a showman. Like yeah. he wants them yeah. to like him yeah, and, and nice. have yeah. a good time. And my mom, uh, especially with female waiters, waitresses. My mom would resent that, and so sometimes she would be rude to them because it was like this yeah. temporary mistress. Of the yeah, <laughs> like, it was like, it was like my dad is right. somehow and just like he's flirting. He's yes. not being nice. He's well, I've flirting. been in relationships so, yeah. where the woman I'm dating is only nice to strangers, and then yeah. it reminds me of how she used to treat me before she turned oh, horribly oh, cold, hard, uh, cold and intimate. And then, then, then a waiter would come, and she'd be the charming person I fell in oh, love how with. How funny! Like, That's really funny. really sad. Yeah. Here's my question that's about really funny. Lucille. I know, right? You and yeah. I are the same. I'm like, yeah, some people will be like, that's dark. I'm like, that's exactly yeah, yeah, no, what funny good. is. Yeah. Um, what, like, what are we making fun of? Arrested Development, to me... It's tough to know, isn't it? Right? But I think it's like... And you have to trust that you're on the right side of the thing you're making fun of. Yes. Even though you can't always articulate it. In fact, you generally can't articulate it. Yes. You kind of go like, no, I think it's okay that she's dismissive of brown people because our point is... We're making fun of that. She is in hell. Right, and, and she's in hell. She, and she, and yeah, and she suffers because of it. Okay, let me start with this. I riffed this 
two nights ago, I was talking about, um, I had a joke that end with like, if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't do that. I would have bought Bitcoin. Yeah. And then I said, but if you had, I just stopped. I love these moments. I go, but if you had bought Bitcoin when it was $1,500, yeah. and now it's valued $40,000. Yeah. So you'd have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, would you be at this show? And some people were like, yes. And I'm like, I'd like to think you would be too. But a lot of very rich people I know live in, like we were saying, you isolate. white marble mansions. And I yeah. go, those things are mausoleums. Yeah. But this is at the Hollywood Improv, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not thinking this is going to work. I go, they're tombs. Yeah, they're, they're, all, yeah. all the, not yeah, all yeah. of them, but a lot of the multi, multi-millionaire people that I know, I know it's they're all like, come over and use my pool. Come over and use my pool. <laughs> Listen, any they time. just want yeah. a person. I know, just that's not a gardener. You know, every, exactly. that's like, whenever I see these beautiful pictures in like, you know, like uh, West Side Magazine or something, I think, oh, I hope you like the sound of leaf blowers. These, you know, because that's... That's what it is. It's are. not this ideal life. It's it's gonna it, be. But isn't that what we think? We're back yeah. to what we think we want. And yeah. isn't that what Lu- Lucille is drunk during the day? Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she has someone doing everything that she wants. And that is sort. Are, are are we making fun of capitalism just as a whole? I think we're making fun <laughs> of um, self involvement. You know, mm. I, I think that's kind of it. And 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 how we become. Not just the rich, it's easier to see with the rich, but we become completely entitled instantly. I mean, we become entitled, if you walk into a Starbucks and you open a door, but you get in, you know, a half an inch before the other guy, and you see the other guy go to the counter first, you're like, hey, that's not cool, man. Yep. I was in here a half an inch before you. you. Like, like, what rule is this that we're all we've all decided? Like, no, it goes in order, Mitch. It goes in order. You're haunting me. <laughs> you know, I. You might have signed that monitor that was on my table. I just ordered that, and I paid for overnight shipping. And then he shipped me the wrong one, and I had to stop and be like, I don't even need this. <laughs> Like I do want it. I will not be disrespected this <laughs> That's way. It. Yeah. You jump so quickly uh, I, to I one inch Starbucks law. Uh, I know. And you, and I, I I didn't do it. I realized I needed to reset my day. Yeah. I needed to like slow down. I needed to breathe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I have a cold plunge. I, I'm I'm a big believer in the cold plunge. Get it get in your body, get like reset because once your brain if your brain is running the show and your body isn't in touch at all, you start going like I was an inch ahead it, of you. It's something. It's something about how adaptive we are, or something that we just we we don't have time to like mourn the path not taken. We just this is my path. That's right. And 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 adaptive. Y- it's yeah, a, it's it, a misappropriation it, of something that's good. Yeah. So so with the rest of development, I think you know you see these wealthy people and they're outraged that they. I mean, the funny thing is, I kind of sold the show with the idea of like this is about a wealthy family that loses everything. I think that's even in the mm-hmm. like the narration at the start it of the is, thing. Yeah. They really don't. They they kind of have they have boats and they have businesses and they don't you know it Segways. just yeah it just became inter- more interesting to me right away to like not do a show about them having to work at McDonald's even though that's kind of what I'd sold but don't so many and just like no they're just hanging on to what they had well that's really interesting yeah it became a more interesting story for me that way that just no they're refusing to work at McDonald's <laughs> that's that you know they're they're refusing to give up what they have which is which is what people are doing, which is what, why all the white people are getting such bad press. You know, they're mm. terrified, you know, especially on the right, that they're going to be replaced, the great replacement theory. Mm. And they're, you know, they're entitled and they're, you know, and they're angry and they're scared. And, you know, of course it's nonsense. Nobody's, 
you know, all boats are lifted. Mm. If you know more people do well, but there, but all boats are lifted. I love you that. know that, but it is, it is, uh, it is a trap. Instead of saying rising tide, I just wanted you to know. Yeah. I know the expression. But I like <laughs> yeah. the way you said it. Oh no, no, no! I was. <laughs> what I if was, I thought you made it up? I was talking about uh, the boat towing business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to get those things out of the water. Entitlement and self-involvement. It's funny. I said capitalism, but you actually hit two things. Self-involvement is more relatable, more interesting. And also, I love that you sold a pilot. We did that with Crashing. We yeah. sold a show about a guy who lives in a different place every episode. Yes, that's right. And then three episodes in, we're that's like, right. no, he lives with Artie. Yeah, and that's it's just exactly. Like no, you have to, you're just trying to get on the air. That's what Jed and, said. Yeah. He's like, just the pilot should be crazy and yeah. wild and things exactly. should happen. Exactly. And, and you're I mean, I think the other thing I sold Arrested with was like, this is a, bu- a bunch of people who are going kicking and screaming into a better life like they've lost their money the thing that kept them in their mausoleums that you know the, the cousins are forced to share a bedroom they had private bedrooms even yes. like tobias and Lindsay are forced to share a bedroom they're all going to get closer because of this and be happier and it was like well kind of no they didn't become happier forget that they should have yeah they should have and that may have been a, a better dramatic story right but that so obviously whatever i'm reading always comes up i'm reading this great book called tribe my friend ruben recommended it to me and it, it's talking about exactly what you're talking about i'll say one interesting thing tribe. what do you tribe. remember who who mm, wrote it katie will look it up but it's about it's about kind of the the factionalizing it's about of, well it's about exactly what you're saying yeah that it when tragedy or something happens where you have to Oh Sebastian yeah, Sebastian younger. Younger. Yeah, younger, younger, yeah. He, um, good thing you're off mic. <laughs> he says the the more successful you are in Western society, you're so much more likely to be depressed because you're isolated. And he's like, all of these things wow, that happen that force us into sharing bedrooms. Yep. Like when I watch King Richard, uh, Will Smith aside, aside, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they're all sleeping in that bedroom, I'm like, that's really rough. And I'm like. Like you, you said, your kids miss your old house. Yeah, right. There's a right. time when you're like, remember when we all slept in the same room? I know, of course. Human beings need each other, and yet the goal of our consumer society is to there will be blood. Get so rich that you don't have to be with people anymore. God, that's so when it's the only thing that makes yeah. you really happy. Yeah, not just being with people because I'm a little bit introverted, but actually needing people, yeah. people who need people that never made sense to me. Yeah, but people who need people are the luckiest people, and and people who are needed. Just now got that. <laughs> I <laughs> never I got knew. it. Yeah, I never got it. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But well, if people you, who it's like shoot, I guess it's not good musically. People who admit to needing people. That's right. We all need people. Yeah. But people who are aware, self-aware enough to know. To ask for help. So here's Lucille. And it doesn't work ultimately on the show because they're just miserable, which I love. Yeah. I, you just go into comedy as kind of. And there's little moments of, of, you know, epiphany. But For sure. Yeah. I mean, there there's a lot of sweetness. I feel... I feel that uh, uh, Jason's character, George... Uh, Michael. Michael yeah. Bluth. Is... It, there's a lot of pathos there. It's very sweet. Yeah. He hates his family and he loves his family yeah that's exactly, fair exactly and i i relate to that yeah. feeling i think that's you why young people <laughs> kind of found the show i mean it you know it was canceled sort of famously and um and then a couple of years later they started finding it on college campuses and i always felt it was like it was like cynicism for them to kind of cut their teeth on like you yeah. know like you still love your family but yeah you make fun of them you know it's just you're you're, Val- you're independent okay. i'm gonna put this to you and you're gonna talk for 28 minutes uninterrupted um, <laughs> But Val and I, we were talking about 
we were like, it's so interesting. We want to be good parents. We want Leela to, to love us. I specifically don't want Leela to say my dad's my best friend. That's a personal goal of mine. I yeah, think. right. Like, that's right, not for me. Right, yeah. I'm like, honey, no. But, but she could, it's okay if like, she's like, but his friend is my best friend. That's okay. Yeah. She's best friends My with- dad's <laughs> manager, his road manager. <laughs> it's weird. He's my best friend. It's... <laughs> but we're like, we have some friends and they had amazing parents and they are in complicated marriages. So you're kind of like, what's going on? You think you model like yeah, yeah, yeah. our marriage and our relationship with our daughter. She'll probably pick a good partner. And then like, we're like, that's not always true. And they're the ones that love their parents the most. They lo- And I was like, and this is what I really want you to talk about. I was like, I actually think some of these people just haven't done the work to figure out how their parents are fucked up and, and wrong and broken, just like yes. everybody is. Oh, I think that's, listen, a lot of people don't develop in life. Arrested. Oh, Buddy, there you go. I didn't get the the pun of the title. I, I also it was just, just got that. I just got that. No, and you did. Barbra Streisand. Ron Howard in season three says, yeah. his development was arrested. Was arrested. And I was like, hey, that's the oh, name of the show. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But people don't develop. Yeah. No, I'm going to put the mic down. I'm going to put mine down too. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, so, you know, I mimic. <laughs> I'm a I'm a natural mimic. I'm an Enneagram um, nine. Uh, it's interesting. I think a lot of people don't. You know, first of all, we all sort of struggle with the same problems our whole lives, and that's that's often really discouraging because you feel like I'm still struggling with my weight, yes, whatever your yes, thing yes, is. Yes. You know, I was struggling with my weight when I was eight. Yeah. I'm 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 47. I'm still worried about my. It's like yes, because that's your struggle. That that's what you you know that that's your lifelong thing. But a lot of people don't deal with their struggles, um, and a lot of people you know end up drinking their whole lives in a in a dangerous way. I mean, you can doesn't have to Severance. Be that way. Did you watch Severance? No, I haven't seen Severance. But it's all about how we compartmentalize and suppress. It's it's a great metaphor for the unconscious. Great, and that's what we do. Yeah, I started watching it, and I, there were the hallways were too long for my initial watch. Hilarious! It was like when they were going through the hallways. I was like, okay, I, these hallways are too long. I can't. Was this the West Wing? <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. But is it Studio Sixty? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm more of a Studio Sixty. I'm more of a Studio Sixty walk and talker. <laughs> so people don't um, deal with their stuff. So so yes, and, and so and a lot of people just stay in their tribe, and they just think, you know. Um, my parents, you know, were Satanists and I'm a Satanist, you know. Um, but what you you want, I think, your children to come into their own and to, to flourish as individuals and not to just replicate what you do. And in fact, you, they almost have to find the chink in your armor. That, Absolutely. And that's a, that's a really, that's a hard thing as a parent to... You know, when you hear, uh, you know, your daughter, uh, my daughter recently, what did she say? It was something like, you know, what hasn't, it was exactly easy being your, your daughter. It's like, what? <laughs> it was, you know. It wasn't exactly yeah. easy. And I remember, I remember daughter. like, they were like, you hate everybody. I said, no, I don't. I don't, no, <gasps> yeah, honey, I don't oh, hate everybody. I, I that love is, that, every, I mean, yes. I think of myself as very loving person. Well, when that guy was trying to double park the other day, you were like, Look at this dewy-eyed son of a bitch trying to get his car into the... <laughs> I was like, well, I was trying to be funny. I mean, yes, he yes. kind of watery eyes, and he was trying to double park, and I just didn't think he was seeing clearly. Yeah, I called him a dewy-eyed son of a bitch, but I... <laughs> but, but This is a, a flash forward, by the way, from my oh, life. Oh, totally, this because... Is, Lila's going to be what, like, I, what I ended up saying, I mean, it was a weak thing. I mean, I really had to self-examine and go like, yeah, maybe I am like... Maybe I am like negativity is coming out of me, but 
I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> like, like right. and when you're trying to be funny, you're looking for, you know, you're just always kind of on the lookout for things that are out of whack. It's the people versus uh, yes and. Uh, like, yeah, it's okay. right. Like, yeah. Because it's a joke. Yeah. You look know? at this guy. Look, he's painting the side of his house, but has he realized it's a different color than the front of his house? <laughs> when is that going to kick in? You know, and, and like a, lo- a life, a lifetime of that, you know, I had my daughter go like, why do you hate everybody? You know, wow. When she was seven or something. Wow. Um, and, you know, and so in some respects, maybe she has to, you know, she's a really funny girl um, and will be critical of people like that and maybe not like it about herself. So maybe mm. she did get that from me. Mm. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe we have nothing to do with it. All the studies show that we have much less influence on our children than we think we do. Really? Yeah. That it's all about their peers and about their their body chemistry, you know, their brain wow. chemistry. Um but it's a very uh, compelling illusion that it's us. How could it not be us? Right. We're telling them, we're giving them instructions. When I see how, even when Leela started going to school, her first day of school, I had a show at Largo and I was like, is this okay? Like, is this, is this right? Yeah. Like she's going to school from yeah. 8.30 in the morning till 3.30? Yeah. And I was like, why? Yeah. And I made a joke. I was like, I don't even work during the day. Yeah, like, I, I know. I, like, I know. I, Why don't they do it like, you know, like my work, like 20 minutes a night. <laughs> like, <laughs> they can maybe get to the school around nine, have a drink. <laughs> Order lunch. Wander into class around 10.30. Sit there for a set. And then oh joke around with the other God. students backstage. <laughs> like, why isn't that a why isn't that a type of schooling? But of course, she's learning more from her friends and her teachers, and maybe not more. But I mean, it's I, I think see, it, I wouldn't. I, I didn't and maybe at this age, it's not. Maybe at this age, it's still you're just really imprinting on her in a big way. But it does seem like that that uh, the, I don't know. You know, you particularly notice this when you have two children and they're very different from one another. Even though you were the same. Yeah. 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 It's, it's we want to have two. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That would be trying. great. I have a bit right now where I'm like, I'm trying. Isn't it weird that you now know that I'm having sex and remaining? <laughs> I'm, I'm remaining I'm, in. I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get aroused. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just trying constantly to get aroused. And, Let's do um, this. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you have? Were you going somewhere else before I changed subjects? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, I'll go. No, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> no, did you? We actually have another guest. It's okay. like it's like between oh, two ferns, we oh, bring in another guest, yeah. like to punk you. Oh, it's my foe. <laughs> How did you know I had a foe? No one. I've never talked about this foe. Ooh, before I ask you this, yeah, because of the Arrested Development staircase, um, yeah, the stair car, yeah. Uh, no, well, the allusions to the, oh, the, the staircase series, the yeah, staircase. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> on the record, yeah, what do you think happened? Um, I think um, for people that don't know, we're talking about the staircase. The staircase. The it's Michael guy, Peterson. Michael Peterson, North was, Carolina, maybe. Uh, he's in jail. He's in jail for kill. Spoiler for killing his wife. Yeah, and uh, it was boy, an amazing a great documentary series. Yeah, she. I think it, they're fictional. It's come out in iterations. Um, the filmmaker just died. Oh no! I think Blowpoke. Yeah, Mr. Blowpoke. No, I mean, was he? Yeah, no, it's, it's a dark joke. Oh, I didn't really see what you mean. He like, just was died. Um, yeah, he just died. No, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, sure. he fell out of an elevator. <laughs> really interesting. Yeah, no one knows how he got the doors open. Or some people think it might have been an owl. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that that was my question. Do you think he did it? Because the filmmaker famously said, 
Uh, well, after even spending all that time with him, I have no idea. It shows how it. susceptible we are to, to narrative because when that thing first came out, maybe when you first saw it, it, yeah. it was a three-part thing. Yeah. And um, it's, it's this guy, his wife dies when she falls Kathleen. down a staircase. And is that what? Kathleen. Ka- oh, Kathleen. Well, Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's kind of an intellectual. He's kind of yeah. a pseudo-intellectual. Yeah. She fell down some stairs. And then at the start of the second episode, it starts with a camera. I don't know how they got this footage. The camera's on the TV. The newscaster is saying, well, there's big news in the North Carolina uh, murder case of Michael Peterson and his wife, Kathleen, um, who fell down the stairs. It turns out Michael Peterson's first wife died 20 years earlier when falling down the stairs in Germany. And the camera pans from the TV over to the defense attorney who says, well, your documentary just got better. He he has the hyper-consciousness to, in that moment of shock... Be aware that this a moment crew here. is the documentary. There's a crew. And it's like, and well, this is good news for you yes, guys. Yes. Because yes. I didn't think there was much of a movie here. It's a bad But it's a bad for break me. for us. Yeah. That he had another wife another who died Another wife on the who staircase. died falling down the stairs. Now, of course, it does not seem like a reliable way to kill somebody. No. So like if, 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 if men if, make a living out of tumbling uh, absolutely. down the stairs quite safely. Well, it's a horrible way to kill a stuntman. <laughs> No, a stuntman, you have to... It's hard to kill a stuntman. It's hard to... You can hit him with a car. <laughs> you can hit him with a lot of stuff. Yeah, plate yeah. glass. Yeah. Staircase. I think you have to poison them. Anyway, <laughs> that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. That's Tumble another part. Tumble over this. That's another part. <laughs> Tumble over Iocane. Uh, you, you have to befriend them and then feed them. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but then, so those first three, you were just befriend with... Befriend them and then feed them. <laughs> um, the, you, the first three, you are convinced... That, that he's, that he's the killer. Then they re-edited it, and they released it again seven years later. Yeah. And in it, you kind of realize, wait, no, this guy, he just doesn't have a big emotional range. One of the things that made him seem so guilty is was that when that he, he was, was going to yeah. prison, he would just say things like, well, I guess I'm going to prison. Yeah. He just had this bemused, well, like, yeah, I don't know. They want, they really think I killed your mother, kids. I don't, I don't know. Yes. And you, it, yes. it makes no sense to you as a, as a sentient person. Yes. But then it turns out he does all this time in prison and he's just as laissez-faire about it. Like, yeah, no, it hasn't yes. been easy. A lot of beat, got beaten up quite a few times. Yes. Yeah, Gray my, hair. My, leg, my like, legs don't quite work anymore. It's but, quite <laughs> miserable here. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So he Flat. just has this, this ability to, to kind of detach himself from these bad experiences yeah i know it's a it's a fascinating thing well let's play a game answer from your gut did he kill his wife i know who killed his wife so that's not a fair question <laughs> <laughs> um i think uh I, I i i i don't know i don't i yeah, the last time i saw it i thought he didn't did not i, I thought he did not very, very interesting. Yeah, and then there was this owl theory because they they found you know, all the these. Owl theory? Yeah, the owl theory is the most interesting theory because the contusions. It, yeah, there were all these lacerations on the back the of the skull, yes, and they think well, they consistent they, with an owl, inconsistent with an owl's claws, and there were owls in this area. It was actually Woodsy the owl. It was remember? Woodsy. Yeah, remember? <laughs> Help Woodsy spread the word. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I liked Woodsy. Tell your friends what you heard in the, <laughs> the in the, the city or in the woods. Keep help keep your neighborhood looking good. Yeah, that's from the eighties. Yeah, Bob Dole. Remember that? Or, you know, whatever it was they was promoting at the time. It was probably some. It was meundies.com slash weird. So, how often do you will you do will you go to a comedy club tonight? Not tonight. Do you? But know I have when? a show in Austin on Saturday, so I I I'm doing way more sets than I normally do, you and do. that's. 
three in a week. I'll bet that's just a to, big deal when you're in Austin. Does that just sell out? Oh, that's so sweet. I, I actually, I said today out loud, it's not worth it. Really? Because I hate the the. I forget the stress. I don't even know, but yeah. I just assume it isn't selling great. And then I oh, go, oh, I'm sure. Are you, I, you must be like a god in in Austin. That's really sweet. I don't. I, I I'm I'm being real. Yeah. I'm very curious to yeah. see if it's going to sell out. Because I think it's like a thousand something seat theater. And I'm like, it's going to be this little section and I'll do 20 minutes on it's how empty it is. amazing that you do that. I, and it's, and, and it's, it's such, a, such a mystery to me. I mean, do you... What, will you but it's prepare? founded. I have a Netflix live podcast of this in May. And I'm like, no one's, no one's going to be there. It's going to be a, really, a humiliation. Of course, that's not the case. We'll of course, that's not Katie the case. will be there. I'm sure. Teching it. Do you um, got to make sure you're free that day? Do you do you uh, like feel at this point you have to prepare it all? Like when you when will you start on, on a, the day you're going to Austin? When will you start thinking about the show that you're going to do? Or will you never? I'm already doing it. I'm already yeah. thinking about it because I want to. I, I need to like remember the bits and yeah. stuff and and what I want to start with and. I need. That's why I do the sets. You do the yeah. sets to refresh the bit. Yeah, you God, do it a couple so times, and then you're like, "Oh, I can do this in Austin." Well, and it's also hard because now you can't, you can't do things out of town. I mean, everything is broadcast. Everything, yeah. you know, you can't really try things out. It's true. I, I thought you were going to say because of COVID, but because I'm in my COVID ninety, my immune time, I'm like, oh, I'll, that's yeah. part of the reason I said yes. I was like, yeah, you can fly. So to. you did have COVID? Yeah, we had it about a month ago. Oh, how was it? Uh, the joke is it was Pico de Gallo, very mild, incredibly mild. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, a chip would break under its weight, but it was <laughs> it was totally mild. Um, yeah, this was the COVID you want if yeah. you get COVID. And then this isn't entirely a joke. It's almost this is just for me. It was almost worth it because now we're going around. What I'm hoping is the last ninety of I, I don't know. I'm optimistic. I've been optimistic the whole time. It hasn't gone my way. Yeah, I know. But the Can whole you imagine time. if we knew? If we knew back then in that February and March of twenty twenty that in twenty twenty two, in April, we'd yeah. still be like, Hey, you could, you don't have to wear a mask on an airplane as of today. Yeah. People you know? would yeah. go nuts. I know. And there were that we're saying because I I interviewed them. Remember, I and don't then know we just dub in epidemiologist <laughs> that said three years. Yeah, they were on the podcast. I know there were and they the, said three years on your podcast. I don't remember if they said three, but they were I'm, probably trying to be funny, trying to get a laugh. It was a dewy eye. I can't believe some dewy eyed son of a bitch comes in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me. This is what I don't want to not get to. Okay, before we run out of time, what time is it? Oh shit! Let me just, Mitch. We're gonna keep this in, okay? But I'm checking a text to see. And if, while you do that, I just want to say, okay, you know, security is so important to me, and that's why Simply Safe has really made such a difference in our family. You know, from their on-call support system to the fact that they come in and they'll repair all the sensors in the house. Simply Safe is the way to go. Will they come in and repair your sensors? I don't know. I'm just trying because I have Simply Safe, and I, I, I haven't I, replaced the batteries. Well, for security reasons, I will say which windows are free to open. Well, let me just own. also say HelloFresh has made making meals so much easier. Hilarious. You know, we I've never actually... know what to eat. We're on the run. We're busy. <laughs> but to have fresh ingredients. I've made fun of HelloFresh so much that I had to decline them as a sponsor. <laughs> because we tried it once. And I don't think it was HelloFresh, but it was some meal delivery system. And I had a set that night. And I ranted for 20. I don't know why I didn't keep doing it, but... <laughs> It's, it's not that relatable how many people use these things. I don't know. <laughs> I know, yes. 20, 30 minutes about, not really, but about 
what asshole are you that you have to have like you take it like a like a like a drug bag like a little dime <laughs> yes, bag right, like a dime of bag oregano of <laughs> and I, I, it's shipped from denver yeah wait so this, I can, this is supposed to be enough for two chicken cutlets <laughs> ah. how am i gonna but so i can feel like i'm cooking yeah. fuck you go to the grocery yeah, yeah, store yeah yeah, yeah 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 there's already shit being shipped in like <laughs> and like when i was done there was so many boxes and cardboard and waste and i was yeah. like and I made like a piece of salmon, like eat <laughs> and, shit. I just eat made a shit. piece of one piece of salmon and then just just dipped my head into the box and passed out. <laughs> it was a sad. It was me. I was like soup for one. Oh, soup! Campbell's soup had that for a while. You just eat Campbell's soup, soup for one, and then you just drop your head into the bowl <laughs> and just cry. I am now not in a rush because um, we moved the time of my next thing, and I hopefully made a little money just now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, HelloFresh will send. They you pay. A check. They pay stuff, right? They actually they'll charge me money for disparaging Shit. it but they'll you know i hate you. going just apropos of nothing i hate going to the post office it's such a hassle the lines can i you know, tell and then you the heartbreak if I there felt, was a way that i could just print when i i, I stamps.com it's not that i stopped like decidedly stopped listening to Marin's podcast yeah but there was a time when i was listening to it yeah religiously and i loved it, and i still love it i i'm sure i'll pick up an episode here listening to all episodes or just yours just mine. Yeah, just religiously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he would do the ads for stamps.com. And I really fell for it. Like I, he, he would, cause now I know when yeah, you do you, an ad for you something. You were they, indoctrinated. This is yes. how they get you. Yes. It'll say personal endorsement required in, in, so we, we real talk. We do ads for things I actually use. That's real. Yeah. But like uh, when we didn't, we didn't always, when we were nerdists, it would say personal endorsement. So you'd have to lie. Oh, that's right. And now I realize that Mark, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he was going, when I have to mail merch, I just print it off and slap. And I was like, <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I And like, so. I sort of look back yeah. on that time with fondness, the Pete that believed. Yeah, the Pete that, that believed was going that Mark Maron was <laughs> sleeping on a mattress he got out of a box. I don't, I, I don't know that that Mark Maron exists. <laughs> but no, I believed great. him. I know. And I Stamps. got 100 com. Look. Stamps.com. We, we have a few gaps. Have you ever had any... Together. Well, you can't talk about this. like the one thing you can't talk about on the show. I was going to say, did you have you had any blowback from advertisers who said, hey, we don't like that joke? Or, 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 but it's a, I don't mind. Well, that. no, I don't mind. The one thing that I've been open about that I absolutely... Because I'm very interested. I think you are too. Yeah. As a writer, I'm like... I have a file on my phone called um, Are You a Mystery to Yourself? And, uh, and I write down things that I know for sure about Pete. Like what I like... Huh. And what I don't like. Because I really sometimes do feel like a mystery to myself. That's good. So, That's so it good. has things like you love winning people over. You love being heard. You yeah. love uh, deep talk. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that I absolutely hate uh-huh. is if I... And this has happened a few times. Um, I'll read the copy and let's say it's... Um, 10% off and I accidentally say 15% off right. and then the company rightly yeah. I'm saying this because I'm in my right mind yeah. will say hey you said 10% it's actually 15% or vice versa or vice versa more likely I said too much yeah. and they're like so we want you to run an ad it's called a no cost make good uh-huh. um, so you have to give them a free ad uh-huh. and I uh-huh. will see red like I never. Well, first of all, the genius reply. of naming things comes no comes to play here. Oh, oh, it's a no, oh, it's a no cost maker. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. they all actually write and say, "Why don't you ask for some money for that?" I, no, I can't. It's a no cost maker. 
<laughs> you just completely buy the the terminology. Oh my god, you're absolutely right. Yeah. They call NCMG. Yeah, oh, it's an NCMG. The first time somebody asked for it, they said we need an NCMG, and I was like, what the fuck is an NCMG? Yeah. But I I've done so much introspection on it that I'm like I do I think it's the it's the dark side of my mom loving me so much that I really got in touch with the whiny I, there's like a, a crying baby in my belly somewhere who yeah. has Trump's hair. He's a he's a total brat. <laughs> he sounds cute, but he's, anyway, he's go okay. On. But if he doesn't get his way, he it's a little bit like the Starbucks yeah. one inch rule. Yeah, but it's it's this perversion of my mother's undying life for me. Unfairness. But out. But it's it's worse. It's like you should be glad that I said anything. Yeah, like it's right. it's grotesque. Right, right. I I'm, I'm saying it's literally grotesque. I'm like, sure, I got the Hi, number. Hi, this is Pete wrong. Holmes. You know, I didn't have a horrible <laughs> nightmare when I was sleeping on the purple mattress. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I slept like a. But like baby, I had to flip it. I went if someone was giving me hundreds of dollars yeah. to say something, yeah. and then they don't say it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's but it's it's say it. I think it's not feeling appreciated somehow. It is, and well, that's what it is. You and know, it's just like I'm. I, and then you think I'm a liar because you, think you I'm actually bad. Put, I'm, well, I'm a bad boy, and it's probably because you cared. Probably because you didn't just phone it in. I didn't. Probably because it you in. tried to make it really sound natural, which well, is its is, own little art form. Like, how do I talk about you know Hello Fresh and make it seem like I'm actually talking? This is my this friend is Joe DeRosa said this to me. Yeah. One of the worst feelings in life is when you make someone a birthday cake and then they're mad at you. Yeah, right, it, like for, right. when you go in with yeah, the intention yeah, yeah. of I'm going to get praise. Yes, I'm going to make someone happy. And then for some reason, they're mad at you. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know I was gluten-free. No, it's a certain kind of outrage. It's a certain kind of indignity. That's what makes me... What what makes you mad that that surprises you? Um, I would say surprise questions like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm trying trying so hard to be honest. Um, There are so many things make me mad. Um, I'm always mad. (laughs) No, I don't know. But I think... um, I, I do think... You are kind of your angriest when you're trying to be solicitous and people misunderstand it. Mm. Or, you know, or if you, like, oftentimes it'll be making a joke with somebody and them getting their feelings hurt. And you just kind of feel like, no, I was only making a joke to make you happy. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. it was an intimacy. It was, it was like when we were it's emailing each other language. back and yes, forth, you yes. know, like it's, it's a great joy to be able to say to somebody, you know, the only thing I would rather do than your podcast would be to not do your podcast. Yes. That would be right. the one better thing. That's right. You know, and kind of know that you're not going to go, Oh Jesus. Well then don't, I don't, I certainly <laughs> don't want to put you, you know, and then I've got to say, no, I was just, well, to me, it's amusing. sonar. Can you relate to that? Like, I realize that so much of what I do is sonar. I want to know where I am in the world. I want to know who's around me. And when you ping out a joke yeah. saying like, are we safe? Are we laughy? Are we funny? Are we silly people? And it comes, the data See, comes back. I think back. that's a rare quality. Mm. I think that, I, I, I feel that very uh, acutely as well, that I'm uh, really aware of other people's reactions to things. Mm. I don't think a lot of people are. But I, yeah. I'm, you could be, I think I'm hypersensitive to that. And that was what I was worried general, yeah. about giving to my daughters. Because they were they were really praised early on as being really polite and appreciative. And I think that stuff is really sincere. But I also felt like, God, I don't want to teach them that other people's experiences are more are intrinsically more important. You know, I certainly don't yeah. want the opposite. Yeah. I don't want, you know, but it, it's such a bias of mine anyway to 
to to want the other experience, other person's experience to be a good one. Yeah. Um, so you're saying you smoke pot and eat twat? That's what you're saying. Um, and I fight book rot. <laughs> you know, I'm a librarian. You're a rare bookseller. <laughs> yeah, I'm a rare yeah. bookseller. <laughs> you ate book and rot. I, you know, but you got to smoke Whoa. a lot of pot in that business. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's an interesting. And uh, this is not to force depth. I'm saying, like, I grew up with parents who uh, were living were living their own lives. Yeah. Let's say it's kind of a code, uh, uh-huh. and and I was paying hyper attention to how they were feeling. Yeah, because yeah, I think I had a similar thing. Not maybe not my mom as much, but there it was some, there was some narcissism. Yes, that's what's in the code. I don't know. Yeah, that was in the code, and but also like. It reading the room yeah. changed my life for the better. Yeah, if I right. noticed that they were pinched, grumpy, right. angry, happy, this that, I used to have my of parents course, sign contracts. Course. I would write like if, <laughs> if they were up and I and they agreed to something, I'd have them sign a contract. Wow, to uh, to make sure when they were down, they would follow through with what they said. Let's get those out. Let's break those out. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> no, you might have a lawsuit here. I mean, <laughs> even but if that's what little... like I don't want my daughter to have that. But but like, but at the same time, you will see that if there's a moment where she is just when she's a little older and she just completely ignores somebody that is happy to see her, you'll just you're devastated. You're yeah, like, honey, honey, she actually she, does that. She, she's coming over to see you. She's bringing you. A... Pe- Lila is already that way. Little little friends will be like i love you leela and i'd be like it's it's nice when someone says i love you to say thank you or or something but leela is just it's nice to turn yourself inside out and make them think you love them more that That is it's really nice deeply funny i know but it's like it's so true it's like it's that's the that's what you don't want to teach them that's right and but what's so strange though and this is not new ground is that talent is made out of those yeah. awkward family dinners. Yes. <laughs> like like I always think Oh, everything good is made out of bad. out of discomfort. It's the sand, <laughs> it's the sand in the in the clam or the oyster rather that turns That's into it. a pearl. I mean it just has to be. And like yet, as much as I want my girls to have a completely smooth path it, it it would be suicide. I mean, it would be the That's worst right. thing that could happen to them. There's some they were just yeah. happy and driving convertibles and playing tennis and yeah. and and you know, well adjusted. The cabriolet like, people. Yeah, like <laughs> what's amazing about them is that they have self doubt and that they struggle and yes. that they want they try to be better people Mitch. and they. I know. had a bad set uh, not that long ago, and I was driving home, and I said to Val, I was like, I think I'm done with stand up, and then as I was saying it, I always say that. Yeah, and then as I was saying it, I was like. Oh wait, we're always, always, always talking about how everything good comes through pain and, yeah. and through discomfort and through yeah, challenge. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm done with stand up. I think this was the bad one that pulls the bowstring back, maybe that makes the arrow fly forward yeah. on the next one. That's exactly what. Yeah, happened. and also you know how bad it would feel to give up if you felt like you had to, like you, you know, yeah. like I had a screenplay I was writing once and I couldn't do it, and it took me months and months and months and. Even CAA, the agency at the time, was like, we'll just get you out of it. And I was like, no, I will never forgive myself. Yeah. Like, I've got to just suffer until this gets done. Because and then you know, I liked it a lot. Like, yes. I ended up getting through it. But, it's like Ryan Holiday wrote that book, The Obstacle Is the Way. It's like, yeah. it's actually a really good sign that you hate what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess so. I guess so. Because, it, by the way, it's, it's, it's caring about something. Right. So the alternative is like, well, let me do something I don't care about. Well, that can't work. Right, right, right. So right. even if what you care about is Wordle, you're going to start really... Cheek really through you're gonna me. Get, oh, 
Cheek. Cheek was a hard one. Because I had H. And I was like, there's TH, there's SH. I totally forgot about CH. And then I start, you know what I do? Yeah. I write in poops. I'll just do poops. Poops. <laughs> just just, just to fuck just, you. Just as a just yeah, kind of you, a just self-destructive. Like, yeah. And then just just see that oh, too bad like no not too bad I wrote, <laughs> I wrote i wrote poops four times i don't want your i don't want your charity i chose to write poops four times and you know what to to our point that suffering in the obstacle is the way sometimes it's a curse in wordle you get your first word you guess you get a lot of uh yeah. letters yeah but that's actually worse sometimes sometimes i got i got i uh, i don't want to talk about wordle. go ahead no i don't want to tell you about my right. wordle success let me t- <laughs> you got it in one i got it in two but a lot of people get it in two but i got it in no. two in like the most amazing way because the first one i guessed had Natal? four of the correct later letters that's letters. the best that's the best thing. i actually think that's part of the genius of wordle yeah is that human beings will always line up for something where there's a chance that you'll get it i know in the golden boy magic boy yeah way yeah which right. is i got it in one right it it's there. Like it works the, it's a little dopamine injection that, exactly yeah and, and the thing is amazing that it it does work and that you it makes you feel like a genius for getting it and then you find out everybody always gets them. That's also that's also the genius. I, I know. They're yeah. not doing impossible I words. Know. Although cheek, fuck you cheek. Cheek. Natal? Natal? I didn't like natal. N- yeah. I only know natal is prenatal. Oh, interesting. Or yeah. maybe postnatal. Uh, you majored in theology. I'm very excited to talk You've listened to the podcast before. Uh, we talk about the meaning of life. So here's a no pressure zone. Okay. I've created the membrane. Uh, I'm just curious. What do you? I love asking this question because it makes me settle into it. Yeah, I'm, we are aware. It's fucking consciousness. Wild. We are aware, and we're aware that we're aware. Mm-hmm. And there appears to be a reality. Mm-hmm. We're back to Nolan. Mm-hmm. There appears to be a reality. Mm-hmm. There is an experience. Yeah. And uh, what is what? What framework do you impose on that to make sense of it? It's, is there any a t- god? It's, is there it's any... a tough one. You know, I mean, I being a less spiritual person lsp an lsp i have a lisp <laughs> you're a less spiritual you're you're an msp i'm a mucho spiritual yeah, yeah, person yeah. <laughs> yeah which is great and i don't i mean i think of spirituality as like our common humanity i think there's a lot of a lot of things that that might be called spirituality that i believe in and agree with and 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 as a as a general heading for all well, that we don't understand, is, yes, is quantum physics. Well, it's a very real thing too. Quantum it, entanglement is basically the uh, the feeling that like maybe our, my words impact your life. Yes, although it's very hard to to it's very hard. It, our, our little metaphoric minds want to go there and say, okay, these two things are related. Mm. Um, but that might just be a function of language. I mean, it might be like, hey. H2O, you know, hydrogen and oxygen stick together. So we stick together. I mean, there's a lot of places you could look for for getting metaphors. Which, which about. is it? Are, are the, is it? I think about this all the time. Is God really like the ocean? Yeah. Uh, or is the ocean just the only thing we have? And we're kind of like, maybe it's like this. You know, like, which is it? Because they do click really well. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, um, you know, in meditation, you're trying not to use your brain as much as a lot of different versions of meditation. But you're trying to you're trying to just feel your whole body and not necessarily feel the whole thing as a as, as something going through this, this area behind your eyes. Um, mm. I feel like um, the world might just exist and that could just be a spiritual fact without the idea of this brain, which is kind of what we think of as God, you know, like it really is a brain. It's something to make sense out of all these disparate things. And I don't, I, I, I don't feel that, 
uh, impulse. That's interesting. Um, Neither do I. Just, yeah, just for fun, because that's duality, right? And I actually right. think non-duality is, is it makes yeah. more sense because something somewhere, something somewhere else that's orchestrating and observing doesn't make as much sense as what we call the individual. Here's here, here's an argument for God I made in the car yesterday. I was like, there is an awareness, there is an experience. It just makes sense to me that there would be a. Uh, essential meaning the barest most essential stripped down version of it meaning the beginning of it right and we would call that god but that would be in you like because but you could you also you could also place that in life i mean there's all this um you know non-living material and at some point through the process of acquiring replication through the introduction of dna or, or mechanisms like that um life comes along like mm-hmm. you know we've got we've got you know inarticulate dead um hydrogen atoms mm-hmm. and and somehow we get from that to this emergent experience of life so that's the first leap mm-hmm. and then the second leap is consciousness unless perhaps consciousness is in is is in that panpsychist idea that it's in everything that it's it I, is I, I, I think consciousness came before matter that matter is made of consciousness not consciousness is made of matter. That's interesting. But I, I know that's a but trip. It's also, it's, but it's, it's almost, also, it, it, it's not, it, there's just no way to verify it or, or de-verify it. It's, it's um, we can't experience, we have no way of experiencing whether when we cut off our hair, our hair is having an experience. It, that's right. It's, you know, for whatever reason, consciousness becomes centralized in us or there's the illusion of centrality in it. Right. And we know there are people that have split brain disorder yeah. And and that they have two different kind of consciousnesses. Yeah. And then when that corpus callosum is repaired, if that's such a thing as possible, they. they that's develop. interesting. I would say they have one consciousness, but they have two different experiences of body mind. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost so like I, two different s- camera views. But the screen is the same. Right. So this is Rupert Spira. He says consciousness is like the screen in a movie. Yeah. So you you don't see it, but when I remind you that there's an awareness that's experiencing. Uh, Mitch Hurwitz, right? You almost like when I we're watching a movie. I go, remember, there's a screen. You go like, oh, right. But you right. never think about the screen unless right. someone reminds you. Of it. Right, it's like a the good white metaphor. part of a page. That's a you good forget metaphor. the white part of the page. Yeah, but that's consciousness. It's a it's an empty right. It's empty. It's like it could be described as a mirror too, just reflecting exactly. everything. Exactly. Um, and I would say that's what we mean by the love of God. By the way, that there isn't a brain somewhere that loves Mitch. There's an empty, spacious mirror awareness that allows you could stand up and punch me in the face, or you could give me a gift or a hug, but the consciousness allows it all. I've said this many times. That's why I actually think people don't really love that God loves everything. <laughs> like right. It's almost like an offense to us. Well, so, but, but we're, t- we're dealing with a very elastic use of the word God. I mean, I think most people, when they hear God, are not thinking of what you have described. That's absolutely true. And, and that's why it's a... It's a it's a challenging term to use as our as our common link. That's right, because it, it, it people really personalize it in a way that doesn't seem healthy to me. And, and I completely agree. You know, that's why I, I say this on stage. I go, I believe in God, but I hate when other people believe in God. Yeah. Like it freaks me out. If you said yeah. I believe in God, yeah. I would much rather talk to an atheist because then they can be like, Yeah, but yeah. something's happening. Yeah. What, what do we make of that? But if you believe in God, there's a, in my experience, there's a very good chance that your God thinks I'm going to hell. 
or thanks gay people are oh, wrong. Oh, without a question. Without a question. So yeah. it's actually much safer to me yeah. to talk to an atheist or an agnostic than to talk to... Well, because an atheist is making no God claims. They're not necessarily ruling out spiritual claims, but That's like right. as others have said, we're all atheists when it comes to the Greek gods. You know, and, wow, and there's I've no and there's that. no term for that. that. Yeah. We don't have to say like, oh, I don't believe in Apollo. You know, oh, so you're an atheist? You know, it's is... like it's like no, we, we you know, so and, and those the way it's been phrased is a joke. That I think maybe by Ricky Gervais among others is like I just don't believe in one more god than you. That's you know? really good. Yeah, it, it, I had a joke so, about that where I was like, Thor is was a god. Yeah. Like and that would be like in a thousand years they they have Avengers movies and Jesus of Nazareth comes through the wall. Yeah. And uses oh, it this. will happen. <laughs> it will. I, I, by the way, I mean, it will. It, it, that's crazy. It's very it possible the Marvel wow. universe and the DC universe become evidence of our belief in gods at some point. I actually think Batman is uh, as viable a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for a god, like a creation god, but like. It's 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 Jungian. It shows how yeah. that symbol of using your brokenness, yeah. your shame and your fear and yeah. your loss, your parents, your bats and whatever, your isolation your becomes your superpower. And your battering. <laughs> your battering, yeah. But look, they can't not put out one of those movies that makes three hundred billion dollars. That means this There's is our Thor. Right. There this is, is our God. But it also means, yes, it does. And it also means that there's something about the wiring of our brain that wants us to have somebody who has the answer, who yeah, has control of things, an yeah. image, a thing, you know. So so it, it does call into question like the whole God thing to begin with, because it's, we're so Agreed. wired to we're, want to. We're back to, to memento. That. Yeah. Uh, John G. killed my wife. We, we we need meaning. We want meaning. Yes. Uh, well, QAnon, one, you know, is all about that too. Exactly. QAnon is like, okay, there must be a reason. Well, another study that comes up sometimes in the God one is is they show random moving lights to human beings, and they will say, "Well, this light is chasing this light." Yeah. Like we we apply meaning of to course. everything. Yes. And it yes. goes back to our hunter gatherer. It's like you need to go. I the know. story is that lion will eat me, so I should run. So it keeps us alive. Isn't so that keeps us looking for meaning. That's the why. And it is a cheat. Yeah. I go. What is your experience? And and that's what yeah. Rupert Spiro taught me is you can close your eyes. It sounds like you've done some meditating, and you can when you say you're a body. Uh, what is that body? He would say. And it really is the experience of sensations that it's, you experience in consciousness. It's sensation. It's it's the ineluctability of change. Mm. It's like there there will be change. Your body will change. So you're you're really none of these things that you think you are. Well, that's exactly we're, his point. We're a process. You're a process, and there's a there's something consistent. We're a process. That when that you were, we're a dude. That's hilarious. You know what? It's true. Like with this completely compelling illusion. That's right. And when you were five, that there was the, there was something that is still happening. Yes, it, meaning the screen or the mirror I know was just... there when you were five, and that's why you asked, I asked my dad, "Dad, do you feel older? You're eighty. Do you feel, his body feels older, but do you feel older? The thing that you call I is it older? And it's not even it's when it's not. losing I its memory. Older people and all that telling stuff. me that, and now I as I'm Norman getting Lear. older, I, I remember I, I find myself thinking, "Oh no, this can't be." Yeah. That, why did I not see this coming? No, no, this is not. No, I have my memories are clear of of moments earlier in my life that do not. And you jump to it randomly, so it's not like mm-hmm. you have to go through thirty years of memories to get to something. That's right. You can go right to it. You go right to it, and it's all present. And I would say that is why spirituality is compelling because spirituality 
my spirituality, there's a lot of different spiritualities. There's ones that would have you tie your hands to the bedpost so you don't masturbate in your sleep. Right. That's not what I'm talking right. about. I'm talking about the interest in that which does not change, which is another th- word for the blank slate of consciousness. Of, um, you should write a book called Tying Your Hands, to, hands the to the Bedpost So You Don't Masturbate. My Brief Conversation with a Latter-day Saint. And then just as a... As a <laughs> yes, it's and a, as a subtitle. Really. Don't do this. It's an ironic title. I'm not suggesting... <laughs> this is not my thing. Read the book. Um, but, Wait, in the title of the book is read the book. You read the book, because oh, okay. I can't quite explain it in the title. Um, yeah, it's... You know, the whole thing is very strange. And also the fact that when our consciousness goes away, and we cannot comprehend this... You know, it's everything to be said about this is so obvious, but we won't be aware of it. You know, I was only recently thinking, and I mean, it's such an obvious thought, but that, you know, you spent your whole life worrying about dying. You're not going to experience it. Yeah. You won't be there for that. Like Woody Allen. I don't, I'm be, not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Yeah, you won't be. But Epicurus like, you, you know, said, you, why fear death? When I am, death is not. And when death is, I am not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. You won't be there. I, it's I, it's a very strange concept. We're just like we're not there when we sleep to a certain extent, and that it, it time you know you are well, only. Well, Rupert would say if you're not there when you sleep, who hears the alarm? Uh, which yeah, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is conscious. Yeah. He would say it doesn't quite work with sleep because sleep we know the brain is isn't really active. the absence of awareness. It's the awareness of absence. That's what Rupert Spira says, which I think is very interesting. So he would actually say that that death is like sleep. It, it's, it's the dropping of the story of, of you, you go away. Yeah. And I, I've, I had a, a psychedelic, a psychedelic oh, really? <laughs> experience that was very much like that, where I was yeah. like, oh, um, and buddy, I hope I'm right for all of our sakes because it's, it's really well, good news. Well, apparently that is a really useful uh, you know, technique to 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 get some clarity on these things. Well, it felt like a dry run. Of, was it of what death, kind of? Can honest. I ask what it was? It was five f- uh, meo DMT. DMT. Yeah, and that that sort of famously uh, separates you from yourself, and like you just disappear. And but what you disappear into is here now. That's really important. So when is we're that talking, what's in this gift bag. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's actually a toad. So okay. if you look the yeah, toad okay. three yeah. three times, I'm going to crashing DVD. <laughs> small, frog. not Blu-ray, not Blu-ray. Uh, small and a frog. Statue of a lady that doesn't fit in my pocket. <laughs> um, love. Um, so how, how did you? I'm so curious about that experience, and I've, I've never well, had that experience. Well, I love talking about it because because it really is good news. Did it's, you have to go to Mexico or something to do that? Or no. There are actually. Um, Did you have to deal with any Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I just want to know what I'm for. There's a very there's there's like con- contingents of people that that have PTSD yeah, uh, or PTSD. No, it's, it's apparently from, incredibly. It helps with that. Salubratory. So salubratory. Uh, isn't that the, isn't that the great words? Salit mm. You said something derivative of salit. Uh, uh, solipsistic I think I may have said I was saying so I was thinking solipsism uh-huh. earlier because when you say I don't have a body I just have experiences of yeah. a body that's very close to solipsism but I actually think the awareness that knows that my body is just a series when I touch my leg 
its nerve impulses and interpreted in my consciousness. That could be like, oh, I'm the only real thing. But the the difference between me and solipsism is, I think you are also that, even though it's one thing you're having. Yeah, an no, I'm, of it then I'm not well. a solipsist because I can't I'm not, not get my eyes off your body. And I, like, what is that all about? <laughs> I can't keep that, and I felt like, oh, this, that's a spiritual thing. That's not that's really. That's not me just doing that way. thing again. This is different. Very this is like good. I've grown. Here's what I'll say about the death trip that I had on 5MEO, which I love yes. saying, is that where you go is in, not out. It's not like you go out to some other place. You actually go way closer to yourself, capital S self, than you've ever been. So and curious. all you do is put down the heavy bags of Mitch. Were you, was there any part it's of you that was, that was conscious or that was um, lucid enough that you were thinking, okay, I want to m- remember this. I hope I remember this. Right up I- until the last moment, but there really is a membrane. There's a drawing of it over there. I'll show it to you. Oh. There's really like a birth canal feeling. So there's a, I remember literally, so you feel like you're strapped to the base of a rocket kind yeah. of, but also very safe at the same time. It was weird. Yeah. Maybe not at that moment. I felt a little scared and I went, this is scary. And I went, this is what you've been scared of. and But my mantra was, I trust myself because I believe that the Godhead is in all of us. It's, yeah. it's what's looking at your eyes. So I was like, so if God is so that's the, my base, at, what's that? That's useful. That is useful. Uh, yeah. It's a useful worldview for sure. Yeah. But if you believe that God is what's animating you, that you at your core are made of God, are something you should than- trust that. It's one of my daily affirmations is I, I trust myself. I hmm. trust myself. And that was my mantra for that trip. So wow. I was like, you can trust death because you're in charge. You're do you're you're like the real you is running the whole show. So don't be afraid. It's all within your so so it is a kind of solipsism. Like it's like this all exists in me anyway. This is all part of my experience. I mean, maybe that is why we eventually hand over to death and That's right. Just, yeah. Well, there's a great Michael Mead quote where he goes, when you die, will you know who you are or will death have to show you? And I love that. You, you could take that if you think death is the end, that sounds yeah. very cold. Death is going to show you and be like, welcome to the void yeah. and you're gone. Yeah. Or death will take you by the hand and show you that you weren't what you thought you were, which was my experience. Yeah. Because I had the, the experience of dropping everything and still being, in fact, being wow. everything. So you, so you, wow. It was awesome, and then and then d- does it wear off just as quickly? Uh, th- that was what I, I was, thought the DMT experience was that it just stopped suddenly. It did stop very suddenly, and I came back, and and it was very like, how long have I been gone, sort of thing. And then you do have like a good month and a half of a glow. Wow. I was very groovy. It was hard to hurt me physically. Really? I, had a, I had like a very very painful massage, but I didn't know it was painful until I got it the second time after the glow had worn <laughs> and your off. Back was bleeding, and I was bleeding. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had stigmata. Uh, um, but does any of that resonate with uh, you? No, I'm so. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I'm I'm dying to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm definitely scared to do it. Well, you just but I say, feel I just, like it would be a really useful myself. exercise. I, when I did it, I actually vowed. I was like, I don't think I'm going to talk about it because yeah. it felt two things. One, it felt too sacred, and two, I didn't want people to yep. run out and do it. At right, a party. exactly. Yeah, because I actually think that's a horrible idea. Yeah, and some of the people. And was it was it a guided experience? It was you, or guided. I guess, yeah. But I guess you're not connected. You're not lucid enough to stay too guided. It's guided in the in the sense that the pre and the you know it was very sacred and very very deliberate and i took it really i took it more seriously than even anyone else in the group i think i would i mean and i did like breathing techniques like getting your body like 
open and calm and beautiful. I thought it was funny that like, it's making me nervous thinking about it. Well, you'd be, you know, here. here also, I do heroin. Is that <laughs> counter? Is that contraindicated? I don't Can know I tell that... you something funny about psychedelics? Your brain, your ego, will never go. Uh, yeah, destroying me is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. It will of never course. be on board. Of course, go ahead, jump. No, so you jump. just, yeah, it's okay. But yeah. you know what I said to it? I went, "Why are you flaring up? Yes, and panicking. Overrode You'll that be back. Says, You'll be back." You're going to go away for 15 minutes. You can't give me 15 minutes to be right. unbound awareness. Uh, that's so and amazing. then it did come back. And, and that's a, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, I do want to give a disclaimer. I, I Like everybody needs to be honest with their own yes. experience. I can't just say, go and do this. Well, and I think there's... Mine was and there's, but a, very Just from what I've read, there there isn't like a physical threat that comes with it there it's not like with ecstasy where you could you could get an increased heart rate yeah and have a heart attack or something i don't think that stuff exists with dmt it's all just uh, i i got a checkup before i did it just yeah. to be safe and what yeah. you know what i said this is like a scene in a movie i said <laughs> uh i i was i'm close enough with my doctor that i was like let's say i'm going on a bachelor party and maybe we're going skydiving yeah. can you make sure my heart is okay oh that's good and they did and they were like you're fine okay because i, I was like i'm not going to be I'm yeah. not going to explode. Yeah. But I've never heard of that. And then just related question. Is taking DMT kind of like skydiving? <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just curious. Just your doctor. Well, here's a couple questions for you. Do you think, like the staircase from you got, uh, Mitch, you die. L- let me put it this way. Yeah. You die. And you do go into what I experienced as kind of like a khaki sandstorm of love okay and you're there but you're not really there how, but how surprised are you <laughs> that your I heart think, stopped first of all i think I'm, you're I'm, in I'm incredibly the... embarrassed <laughs> i my um my father was just such a type a guy and he died a couple of years ago and a friend of a mutual friend of ours who's a very funny guy said oh my god he would be so embarrassed it's a good thing he's not here he'd be embarrassed and i thought yeah i think that'd be embarrassed so funny like, oh how embarrassed embarrassing well that's the uh, steve martin album over your head he goes if you died and went to the pearly gates i'd be like oh no <laughs> this is real exactly in college they told us this was all bullshit <laughs> it's a great life uh, so you'd be um, embarrassed so i'd be embarrassed probably i'd be gone i mean that it doesn't matter it's just it's really it's it's any more than i'm here before i was alive I, I, I'm not, it, that has no meaning to me. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are people, well, we know there are people that believe in who they were before they were born. Yes. But in my case, I just assume I was, didn't exist. I have no problem reconciling the fact that I didn't exist. But my ego is fine with that. So I have to do the flip side of that and go, and after I'm gone, I don't exist. Well, what's funny is I actually think you're right that you don't exist. And yeah. yet something else, the most basic element of you does exist yes but it's both you're, but it's you're it's, dead it's just so not more again it. it's 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 like the god thing it's like it's it's not what people are talking about when they talk about i mean at some point they're they're, they're including ego they're including personality and you know it, it's some basic level when you think about life after death that's what you're thinking about and yes there's no doubt that we're part of a you know the circle of life and that we my atoms will end up mixed into other living things. That's right. But I'm that's not, that's not really, that doesn't really cheer me up about it. <laughs> you know, like, oh good, I can be part we're, of a, a bench. We're having the same conversation. Yeah. The ego, just like with the psychedelics, is never going to be like, oh great, yeah. I die, yeah. but don't worry, the essence of being lives on. Uh, yeah, And right. that's who I really am. It'll never be like, 
cool. Cool. You know, like I became part of a veal chop that um, <laughs> yes. a rap star ate. That's and so um, that's great music. And I contributed to the music. Like, no, I'm Buddy. gone. I was taught, my dad, it actually upset me way more than it should, as all things from our parents do. But my dad texted me on Easter and he was just like, there's a great comfort. He's not a very spiritual guy. He was like, I, there's a great comfort in believing in God. And, and what I took from that was... No Easter basket this went, year. I went, <laughs> well, I th- I, what I took from it, and I could be so wrong, is that, oh, my dad thinks... My dad's saying, I like knowing that I, I'm going to heaven. Yeah. And, I, and then I said to Val, I go, it's good to know when I die, <laughs> I'll still be number one. <laughs> and she laughed so hard. I know, and I was really like, good. that's what it that's is. That's what it is, yeah. And that's why people who believe in God I feel good about that. I feel you know, when I die, I won't really die, and yeah. I'll still be the king. Yeah. And I was like, and that gives me comfort. Yeah, uh, like I know. Uh, I think it's right. It's all we we have egos. We can't get around it. But it, and it, but it is both. And it's it's yeah. what, it's the annihilation that you're talking about. Yeah, and it's the good news that I'm talking about. I actually think yeah. it's both. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. I, listen, I, I have to take your word for it because you've done drugs that I haven't done. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully you'll, well, you'll, you'll three teach me how to legs. do such a, a drug. Three toad legs. I'm such a, uh, I'm such a teetotaler. I, I probably probably need a light dose of DMT. <laughs> I don't do a lot of DMT. <laughs> just something light. Just a light. Just a, yeah. just a light. We'll make sure it's the 5-MeO because the other one is like Buck, Roger, Buck Rogers. I haven't done that one. That's the one, that's the one that you kind of get through the, um, the, the, what's that toad called? The Sonoran toad. The, I don't know. 5-MeO yeah. is a toad derivative. Yeah. Uh, oh, NNDMT. version of that. But, it is a synthetic of yeah. that. But NNDMT is the one where you jump into a black hole and sometimes you're fighting Skeletor with a with a snake laser. You know. Maybe I'll skip that one. That's the one I decided to skip. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I was like, I don't know what the spiritual implications are of me being inside of a crab in and an arena a really cool fighting fight. another crab. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. This I'm so impressed that you did that. That's that's oh, great. You're, thank you. you're, you're, what if that's what I was really going after? And probably part of me was. Uh, like, well, of course. Like I mean, cool it's guy. hard to have. It, you know, we have we are impressed with each other's experiences. It's hard yeah. to put yourself out there in the world. And well, yeah. I mean, I could play for the thing with the thing. Should we do my ads? Should we just yeah, run through them real quick? Yeah. And just because I mean, if there's any way I can. And then I have one last ads. question. Okay, you can. I have no ads. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't book any sponsors. Squarespace. I, I felt like Squarespace. <laughs> How did we not ever get Squarespace? I'll make a website with Squarespace. We did with the Nerdist days. Um, Mitch, this was delightful. I. You're I think a delight. You know. You're so much fun to talk to. It's you made been this the so best. easy. I've I really was, enjoyed it. I was it. right not to be anxious about this at all. That's the best thing I could have heard. Yeah, it was just great. Here's the last question, just because we did talk about death. And then I'm just going to do my quick five criticisms. I just do as a, a, you know, as a public service to help. Yeah, just to help. And you know, sometimes they're, they can be hurtful. (laughs) But okay, you do yours. Love. And I'll let you have it. I'm still going to be number one. Number one. Uh, What is the hardest time you've laughed? The time you've laughed the hardest. People would uh, correct. I would say. Um, it, it's in writers' rooms. It's it's yeah. you know I'm not thinking of the exact. Uh, if it comes to me, I'll I'll share. I'm I'm, I'm uh, I have such a bad memory. I'm going to give you one from Arrested Development. There was a okay. It's during the opening credits. Yes. So it has to be. It's in the first minute and a half. Okay. Um, Jason Bateman falls in a chair. Yes. And then I think he falls in another chair. Yes. And then like a good minute later, he gets in a third chair. And as he's falling, he says, 
as he's leaving frame. Oh, this one's falling too. And I, well, that's all. these are in the DVD days. That's all homage to Bob Einstein, you know, who, I mean, who just did that stuff so well. Really? And, oh my God. I remember trying to put Bob Einstein on, and we ended up getting him on the show, but you know, he did a Super Dave thing and he would just get horribly injured and, yes. and just say things like, this is going to hurt. You know, and, and I just there's something just the, the well, he was the surrogate, the, yeah, he was the surrogate, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and just kind of the the contemplative, you know, like I've ruined everything. Well, this is it's just this always funny to me. It killed me. It killed me. So that was one of my hardest laughs. Uh, so writers' rooms, writers' rooms, and and uh, God, I don't know. It's usually just, falls. It usually, it's usually farts. I'm being real. really. A lot of people have like. An involuntary fart is a big one, and and, and people falling. I always I think, think it's about Pally. For me, it's it's like that. I can know what that kind of thing. It's always like people exposing themselves when they don't think they're exposing themselves. Yeah, you know, that's it. It's it's always that thing of like that joke. And I heard someone told this joke recently, or put it on a show or something, which really bugged me because it was a favorite joke for a long time. But it was there was this woman, um, Diana Doors was her name, and her real name was Diana. Fluck. I have to be careful not to screw this joke up. Um, not being a joke teller. Um, but um, And she was from Blackpool or something, and she went back there, and the, the mayor had to introduce her as Blackpool's rising star and everything, and had to work really hard not to say, it's a fluck. You know, i got to say fluck. fluck. I, don't say this yes, wrong. Yes. And so we made the big introduction. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, from, from Holloway from Hollywood, Diana Doors, she came here from Blackpool. Is, you know, of course, we all know her as our beloved Diana Clunt. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, and they're just, I, you know, like that style of joke is my favorite. Okay. The person that does not reveal, does not realize what they've just revealed about themselves. Can I, look, I'm a kid. I'm 12. Yeah. I'm in a restaurant. Uh, I'm reading the menu, as you do. It says, um, crock of French onion soup. I'm sitting there. I vividly, I remember where I was say, seated at the table. And where the bathroom was in relation to it. Because after this, I was so embarrassed, I think I went to the bathroom. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's going to. Is there a men's room? <laughs> I was sitting there at 12. You have to remember how embarrassing this would be to a 12-year-old. I was going, oh, it's called a crock. Don't say crotch. <laughs> don't, don't say crotch. It's don't say crotch. It's say crock, crotch. crock, 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 crock. Can I get your order? I'll have the crotch of French onion soup. <laughs> I sure and you were going to say, can I have the cunt of... Uh, <laughs> of <laughs> the cunt of french onion soup. soup and um um where's the restroom i went to the bathroom i was so embarrassed and like we were saying everything comes from pain i only I remember that because of the adrenaline shot oh, of, of the embarrassment it's the what life face goes red yeah that was my first dmt trip really i know it's great okay there is a god <laughs> There's a god and he's closer than we could he's ever be. I think he's within me. <laughs> god is within us. The god is. <laughs> Guys, you start if the soup comes. I'll be back. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's fantastic. Mitch. Great to see you. This was awesome. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Would you say keep it crispy? It's, it's how we end. The guest says the catchphrase, which is keep it crispy. Well, I will say, if you do me a favor. Yeah. If you keep it crispy. Will you keep it crispy? I will. I just got it. You did it in a way no one's ever done it. <laughs> 400 some episodes. Thank you, Mitch. Thanks. Thanks.